deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laps fans. I'm your host, ZZ. And I'm Liz. And Liz, it's nearly time. Mmm. It's time to go back to school. No, you can't make me go back. <laughs> it's time to no. go back to Hogwarts. Absolutely not. I always forget. You, have we ever like sat down and just enumerated like, what are all of the Harry Potter holidays that get oh. celebrated online? Because oh. there's a fuck sure. word, right? Yeah, this is easy. So there's back to school. Yeah. Um, there's Harry Potter's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also J.K. Rowling's birthday. Yeah. Uh, weird. Uh, there's the Battle of Hogwarts. Battle of Hogwarts, yep. Mm, I guess there are all the birthdays, right? And then there's like the accounts. I still follow a couple. I think this was a game we played maybe on the first or second episode ever <laughs> where we looked at all those like content aggregate Twitter accounts. Oh, I saw, right. So I think I still follow like Harry Potter facts and stuff or one, yeah, or one of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I get some of the, some really like weird dates and mm-hmm. I don't even know how they've reverse engineered like when they think the dates are, but they're uh-huh. th- they're things like on this day, Harry, you know, broke into the ministry and did the heist or or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> how did how do you how did you even like figure that out? I feel like I think J.K. Rowling those... is bad with dates anyway. Yeah, I feel like a lot of those are like extrapolating from like, well, if the school year starts on September first or mm. whatever, mm-hmm. then then we can figure it out based by how many days or weeks it says have passed in the story. It, yeah, it's 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 all it's all moon logic at this point for oh, sure. Oh, well, that's a really easy one because before they do the heist, Harry has a moment of nostalgia where he goes like, "Oh, normally I would be aboard the Hogwarts Express oh, that's r- on yes, September." Okay, so, so that one's easy. So, but that's the same. Yeah, so that's the same as uh, as Back to School Day. Yeah. Um. There's Magical Mischief Month. I still don't know what that is. Not sure what it is, but it does exist. And there's um, there's also Halloween is sort of claimed as a Harry Potter thing as well. It is claimed as a Harry Potter thing. Again, never seems to come up that that was the day that Harry's parents were murdered. Uh, but I'm sure Harry Potter facts and stuff brings that up sometimes. Let's, how are those websites doing? I'm checking in on Hogwarts logic. I love that you called them websites. <laughs> know what i mean <laughs> accounts mm-hmm. hogwarts logic is up to nineteen thousand followers but their last post was in march sad molly ron and hermione seem to think the three of you are dropping out of hogwarts harry oh well yeah we are molly may i ask why you're abandoning your education harry we need to do some uh soul searching okay oh i get it Soul searching. Sorry, I stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> Horcrux joke. So mm. they told a Horcrux joke on okay. March 13th. That's what they're up to. Nothing, cool. Nothing extreme, I suppose. Sure. Uh, n- nice to see that they're still going, I guess. I hope. Are they in quarantine? Are they locked down? Can they not get to their phone? 
March 13th Good. is a very yeah. ominous date to stop to stop posting. I hope they're uh, all right. Snape is still posting. I, I think the Snape account, another one I still follow, mm. probably mm-hmm. like hits like accidentally offensive more often than any of the others because they're like oh, trying no. to tell like original jokes. I can't think yeah. of like an example, but they oftentimes like try to tie what they're saying back into current events. And that just oh, doesn't yes. really go very well. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be time. like... It's always like current current figure in the news is a muggle, right? It's or not, whatever. It's not great. Yeah, not. But they're still kicking. It seems like still... the clothing line didn't really go very well. But <laughs> seriously, good. I miss the clothing line. Seriously, I good. I, mi- I missed out on my chance to get a t shirt, the most tasteless t shirt in the world, of a <laughs> silhouette of Alan Rickman that just says "R.I.P." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's referring to Snape or the actor. It is so it's like both. tasteless and horrible. It's both. Yeah. I, <sighs> um, I think that seriously good was one of the best of those. Like, like out of all of the like Harry Potter, like content farm accounts. Yeah. I think that seriously good was seriously like the pinnacle of that, uh, that whole thing. Yeah. Just yep. the, the like, for one, the shirt designs on their own were insane. <laughs> uh the but then also the thing they did where they like they they were using that website that let you like put your shirt design on like stock footage of models mm-hmm. so they would just keep posting like the same old guy like chatting wearing your shirt oh so good yeah it, i mean it felt so on purpose because they picked the same guy for all of them. That wasn't mm-hmm. their only choice, and it's like an old guy in like an like an adventure hat. Yeah, he looks like he looks like the the guy from Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing a shirt that has like the Deathly Hallows on it and says "Boo, you Horcrux." Yeah, I wonder how many of those they sold. I, I'm guessing not much because because he because Snape stopped promoting that stuff. But yeah, uh, it did not work out. That's a shame. Well, maybe he can bring it back for this get to for this back to school event, you know? Cuz mm. people are like, "Damn, I'm thinking about Hogwarts." Yeah. Um, maybe I'll buy a shirt. Mhm. The official Harry Potter Wizarding World, etc. account uh has basically like so they announced this like live stream this year. Okay. Cuz cuz they were like, "Okay, we, we can't we can't do anything." I didn't realize they like did events for this out and about. I I'm, still am not I'm sure if they do. I'm still not clear if they were running the event or if this was a fan event that was like, "Oh, it's back to school. We all meet up at King's Cross." Yeah, cuz the the implica- the way that this article is written mm-hmm. is like, "Please don't go to King's Cross station this year." Right. And I and I know that people like to do I mean like I know that there's a tourist attraction. I know that there's like a there's like a shopping cart that's like halfway through a wall, right, that you can take a picture with. Sure. This is platform nine and three quarters. I didn't realize that there was a like actual um event that Wizarding World officially hosted here, or if they're just like pleading with fans like please don't, please don't do this and make make the brand look bad. Because that's really the vibe you get here, is like it, it keeps on talking about, like, oh, we have this great live stream that you can do instead of going out. And, like, we, we're asking you not to go to King's Cross Station for the usual gathering. 
I read it like completely differently in a much more mm. cynical way, which is that if this is like a fan creation, like an organic fans meet up and do this mm-hmm. thing and take pictures and stuff, uh, the brand is like, oh, they can't do that this year. Let's do marketing at them instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or any an even more cynical take is like, I mean, like, I, I guess, mm. you know, I was about to say maybe they're like, really cynical and they're like oh our fans are too stupid to stay inside and need to be told <laughs> but then i remember that like i've been like hate watching all of those disney vloggers going like wow i feel so safe here in disney right now right um so so maybe that mm. i will say it, um very interesting cognitive dissonance here for them i mean i you know obviously the the bloggers who run the website aren't in control of this but just like overall like the face of the brand thing very interesting to have hey we're doing a live stream this year uh so you don't have to go to king's cross station also the theme park is still open Hmm. like little weird maybe like like they you know they're op- they're slowly opening up universal for business and, and right. putting in all these like quote unquote safety uh features to uh to make sure people don't get covid while they're like forking over money for butterbeer <laughs> right very interesting uh uh where their priorities lie here i guess um would be one thing if they were like hey instead of instead of going to wizarding world we'll take you on a digital tour Behind the scenes, that could be kind of cute, but uh, but no, you can go there and you can give them money if you want to. Yeah, you gotta, get se- you. you gotta get selected. I mean, this is your best chance because you know we did all that reading about how you get to be like specially selected for a wand at uh, Ollivander's. <laughs> yes, and it's apparently completely random. Uh, but you know, if there are less people, then your your odds mm. are up. Mm. I didn't even think of that. Wow, if you're the only person in line. You have to get chosen for the wand. Exactly. And pay $180 for it or whatever it is. (laughs) This live stream sounds very funny. I don't know. What is it? Like, what what are they going to stream? Well, so that's the thing is they haven't really said what it is they're doing so much as like who will be there. Um, And like they've got so they've got Jason Isaacs. They've got Bonnie Wright. They've got um, some people from the Cursed Child uh, uh, and and Oliver Phelps that we are uh, James and Oliver Phelps both both the Weasley friend George twins will be there, um, but I it doesn't really say what it is other than like digital activities. Get ready for new craft videos. No. <laughs> no. Oh wait, that's not the stream though. Oh, oh okay. This is just okay. That's this is just also they are also going to make make more craft videos for us. That's incredible because I thought they had fully run out of ideas when they did the how to make a clay lightning bolt earring or whatever that was. Here's the question. Are they mm. going to have the foresight ahead of the event to ban turf from their chat? Ooh, this is on. So this is on Facebook Live. I actually don't know how Facebook's live streaming features work. Yeah, I have no clue. Um. Uh. So I. Yeah, I will be very curious. Mm, maybe we can crash this thing. I mean, I do, parody, yeah. I mean, we I will feel not. Like, <laughs> I feel like nobody is going to show up to crash it. You know, so maybe they don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I don't think anybody that knows about like it's there's no Venn diagram here that makes sense. That it's not going to be like the um the army's esports Twitch account, right? <laughs> right but I yeah. wonder if they had a meeting. Like, yeah. oh, can we ban turf from the chat? That's that's very interesting. I I 
didn't think of that, and now I'm keep th- I'm thinking of keeping maybe a closer eye on this than I had intended. Mm. We may not have any port keys on hand, but there is a magical way you can connect with fellow fans this year. Uh, the Back to Hogwarts class of 2020. We're asking fans over 18 to take photos celebrating the Wizarding World. This could be cosplay, props, or even just a drawing of a lightning bolt on your head. And submit them to us to take part in a magical mosaic. Your photo <laughs> may even be projected at King's Cross, combined Ooh. with many more fellow Wizarding World fans. You're, Wonderful. You'll be able to see if your contribution appears on our live stream. Okay, so that's okay, so they're going to be showing that on the live stream. Did you or end up ordering that lifelike Dobby? No, I no, I I chickened out. I got okay. too scared. Because I was like, if we could take a picture with that <laughs> and put it on here, that would be pretty funny. I, I was so close. That was probably the most um, like in my sh- in this cart, like looking down <laughs> the barrel of a gun purchase I have ever I have ever felt in my life. True terror. And it was like this, I I had this whole, like, I I was going through the steps in my head of, like, Mm -hmm. what would happen, right? Like, like the idea of getting the package, of opening it up, like, how big the box would be. Mm -hmm. Is it really life-size? Where would I put it? Would I Mm -hmm. put it, like out of the way where it's going to startle me? Am I going to put it in like a bedroom to display? Uh-huh. Like, I don't want it. I don't, it's, horror. it's like, I don't want this. And then I also had this whole imagining of what it would be like to get rid of it. And it was like in my head, like the, the, the like only thing that I could like relate it to is the idea of throwing away one of those like really expensive Hundred pound sex dolls. <laughs> <laughs> the like, and the like, over twenty pounds do? of pussy and, and ass like, things. Right, and I'm like, do I have to dismember <laughs> Dobby to throw him away? Like, and it was just this whole thing. I was like, I can't, I can't buy this Dobby. <laughs> you, you have to have a saw movie. <laughs> disassembling this dobby to put it oh my god am i gonna go out back with a handsaw and like chop <laughs> his arms off so he fits in the garbage oh my god so that's why i did not buy it that is yeah that is a shame um, but understandable for sure <laughs> <laughs> over 20 pounds of of dobby and ass <laughs> do you think do you think that the life-size dobby if you lift up the pillowcase is as uh, accurate as that little um, action oh, I, figure. I would think that so. we found. Does it have, does it have his, his balls and an asshole? <laughs> this is horrible. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll never know. Cause we didn't order it. This, these are we the things. We're su- yeah. These are the things we're supposed to be researching. We're letting, I couldn't, go- I couldn't do it. I did. I, there was, I was like, this is my <laughs> duty, right? This is my, yeah. <laughs> this is like, my imperative um and i just i couldn't do it i i did imagine myself like the the most like uh, it's like my my nightmare image in my head of dismembering the dobby (laughs) was bad um to like throw away but i also on the other hand was like oh the best thing i could do with this is like try to replicate the described um outfit that he wears with like the football shorts and like the the like ties and the multicolored socks but then it's like (laughs) even then i'm still dressing up this like scary dobby replica and it's just not it's just not good if any of our listeners bought that i because a lot of people sent us that link 
Uh, if, if, if anyone any of gets our it, listeners bought this, they are so brave. They are very brave, and also I would love to see what it's like when it finally arrives. That's another one of these cases. Th- this is another one like Fantastic Beasts where I'm like, no matter what happens, it's interesting. Because yeah. if the Dobby shows up and it really is what it said it was, that's yeah. fa- that's fascinating. Because uh-huh. it's like, that's a full-size movie prop for like, what, $40 it was? They yeah, it was asking. a crazy sale, too. That was the other thing. I was like, oh, it's so cheap. And also, they were selling a lot of those, like, um, very realistic uh, baby dolls. I can't right. remember what they're called. Reborn they're like, dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, maybe there's a chance, right? Yeah, yeah. Then, they, but then also on the flip side, if it is, if it is fake and like a it's like a cardboard Dobby stand up or a like tiny Dobby or a like really bad Dobby statue or something, that's also really interesting. So you can, yeah. it's, it's a win win if if you are brave enough. I think, and I think that is that is like true bravery. Like, welcome <laughs> to Gryffindor. I I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything <laughs> more brave to do than to order that Dobby. I respect that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so this I, I'm going to keep an eye on this live stream now because I'm very curious what the hell they're actually going to do. Because like, I mean, we we've not 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 to throw shade. I'll just reference it. But like, we've already been talking about a Harry Potter Zoom call recently, <laughs> and they had activities, right? Like they had like a set schedule and activities of stuff they were going to discuss. Yeah, they had the Green Brothers. Yeah, they sure fucking did. They almost <laughs> had Travis Malgoy. Tra- okay, mm, backing up. Travis Malgoy backing out with the Green Brothers not backing out is so fucking funny to me. Yeah. Because they are operating in the exact same, like, media sphere. They uh-huh. were just smarter and didn't, and, like, didn't let on that they were doing it as loudly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like they're, they're just better at being online than, uh, than Travis. But, yeah, apparently. Um, um, without like, like, you know, for, for as dumb and craven as I thought that that live stream situation was like, they're at least approaching Harry Potter with like an angle, right? Wizarding uh-huh. world. It's like, what do you, what do you do once you get like the Weasley twins there? Like, like we just like, Hey, was it fun acting in the Harry Potter movies? Oh yeah. I loved it. All right. Well, we've got. 59 more minutes so if you want to pad this out any let me know like i don't know what they can possibly do unless they're like i don't know not keeping some of that under wraps i guess but uh but it's very vague maybe they'll uh, be playing minecraft no that's just like a video game live stream that would be cute i would want i would love to see jason isaacs play minecraft Mm -hmm. that sounds blessed do you think jk rowling will show up do you think she'll she'll log on at the very end to be like hello absolutely it's me no the way. Queen of the stream. I, I don't I think that they don't they won't let her. Hmm. I mean she they did let her into the the readings, you know? I think it's easier to you, keep her out of a live stream than it would be to keep her out of something like that. That's true. And it was probably pre planned before Maybe they're telling maybe they'll tell her that they're gonna let her in, but they're just gonna be oh sorry, you're connecting mm, oh uh We're driving through oh, a tunnel. Break- <laughs> We're streaming in a tunnel right now. <laughs> You're breaking up. Oh, sorry. Bye. Um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I mentioned the Fantastic Beast situation. I'd like to real quick talk about that. Sure. There are many articles coming out today mm-hmm. talking about how, oh, Fantastic Beast 3 expected to resume filming in September. Um, there are various versions of this headline. 
Fantastic Beasts set to resume production next month. Fantastic Beasts expected to resume filming sometime in September. Fantastic Beasts 2 start filming next month. That's Screen Rant. Um, none of these have any actual information. Mm. All of these are still based on the like presumption that because film production in the UK is starting again in September, that Fantastic Beasts will. And there's no actual, I, I, I read like all of these, like looking for any sort of quote that was indicating whether or not anyone had said like, oh yes, Fantastic Beasts is back on the docket. Mm-hmm. No such luck. Hmm. Um, so this is pretty bad reporting on all of these websites' parts. Oh, Screen currently. Rant, really? Screen Rant, I, ho- I hold them report. to a very high standard. Yeah, oh, I hold Digital Spy to such a high <laughs> standard here. But yeah, and Movie Web. Um, but yeah, there's no no actual like new news coming out of Fantastic Beasts, just the like presumption that, like, well... Batman is starting in September, so maybe Fantastic Beasts will too. There's been some kind of rumbling among some mainstream news sources that are picking. Mm-hmm. Fun. There's a Guardian article, yeah, editorial, I guess, of someone being like, "Is Fantastic Beasts doomed? Will it be canceled?" Which again. I don't think they have any actual information and the article actually no. sucks ass because it's like, it has this weird ax to grind about like cancel culture sort of. Yeah, it's mostly like, what does this mean for actor culture? And it's like, fuck it. Like, you know, there, maybe you could have that conversation and I'd probably like disagree with the author anyway, but it's such mm-hmm. a stupid framing for fantastic beasts where it's like, Oh, yeah. are we going to lose art because actors be, aren't allowed to behave badly? And it's like, it's the fucking fantastic beast movie. They're not very good it's not like we're missing out on like really unique cool art because it's just like like, it's not even a bargain right like when when we were talking about this i was like you know i'm a big kubik fan i love barry linden but it sure sounds like he was a piece of shit to his actors right uh so probably not you know not a trade-off i would like to make but it's in the past but you know so it's sort of a like interesting conversation to have with this it's like it's fantastic beasts i don't give a fuck like cancel it I don't care. We're not losing anything by, like, not having Ezra Miller in a movie anymore. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the, like, interesting aspect of that article is more that that rumbling is starting to get picked up by, like, big sources, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, the headline is, Why are Warner Brothers persisting with the doomed Fantastic Beasts films? Right. It's pretty hefty. Like, that's that's coming out swinging, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. EW has one, uh, Entertainment Weekly. Like, they have uh, Fantastic Beast is now the world's most problematic movie franchise. Like, these are pretty mainstream outlets uh, that this that this is, has been reaching. So I'm very curious. I guess, again, like, like so much of the Fantastic Beast stuff, it's like they're in such a precarious and interesting position. Like, if they do start filming... What does Eddie Redmayne say when people say, like, hey, weren't you, like, really adamant about this with J.K. Rowling, about the whole, like, trans rights thing? Right, and, Are like, also, these... like, you, like your track record's also not great. <laughs> right, yeah, you've got the Danish girl hanging over you still at this point. Yeah, so like... is this really, like, a good move to, like, show that you've learned and... and... Right, <laughs> like, right, like, that's the thing, like, the, like the, his his real hardline stance on... on Fantastic Beasts really did read between the lines as, like, kind of a make good for the Danish girl criticism, right? Yeah. And, like, 
yeah if he goes back on that that'll be very interesting um if uh if all of these websites that are like reporting on this going like wow it's so problematic how can they do this are they going to cover the films like i don't know like everyone everyone is putting up big bets <laughs> uh at the moment both 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 the the filmmakers themselves the actors and also uh a lot of the like you know um the, the website sort of running with this you know is i'm curious to like like it will Will it turn out to be that, like, these websites actually do consider this criticism and will, like, roll it into their reporting on this film? Or, as soon as the film is announced, do they just switch back into, like, normal film coverage mode? Yes. You know? Like, is this just... Is is there interest in this story purely because uh, uh, it's the thing that is driving clicks? Yes. Or... I mean, yes, that's the real <laughs> answer, right? But But, like, but, like, you know... I, I, it's it's a, it's a position they're, they're they're all willingly putting themselves in. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- you know, a lot of outlets and and you know artists and stuff do this all the time unwillingly. Right, doing it willingly. <laughs> is, I don't know. That's that's uh, a tactic for sure. But uh, but yeah, I'm so curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a unique situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not saying that they should like n- pretend the movie doesn't exist. But if 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 it does turn out that it's still filming, I would like them to start asking these questions. You know, they won't, but but uh, but uh, you know, I can hope. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like kind of a lot of questions you can ask about Fantastic Beasts and like the things that the movie is trying to say. You know, and it's <laughs> like, how do you how do you look at this? without putting a magnifying glass on that stuff right now, when they yeah. kind of willingly took the magnifying glass out to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, the fact that they put themselves in this position, both, both WB and uh, these outlets reporting on the story. Uh, I don't know. Just, uh, just, just something I'm curious. I'm so curious to see this resolve. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for so long to see what the fuck is happening with these films. I guess we have nine days and change to see whether September 1st really is when, when they're starting up filming again. Um, what if they do but, some uh, sort of announcement about it at the back to school live stream? Ooh. Like, I wonder if we'll see any information. I feel like it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be that big of an event. So they no. probably won't put anything exciting in there. Unless, I mean, like, maybe they, you know, they've got, like, the the film actors in there. Maybe they get um, one of the Fantastic Beasts cast on there to say, like, yes, we're filming. Or, or, or purposefully don't include any of the Fantastic mm. Beasts actors so they can't be asked that question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, I mean, they've kind of got the, uh, I would call the, like, Comic-Con standard Harry Potter people. Right, mm-hmm. like the Weasley brothers, and um, yeah, they've definitely got like the the con circuit. Yeah, people for sure. Yeah, Jason Isaacs uh, is another one who goes to like all of the conventions. Right, they should get he Tom Felton. They should. Oh, Tom, maybe he's maybe he would play a game on stream. That'd be cool. Maybe him and uh, 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 Neville. Neville also loves 
video games. I don't think Tom Felton plays video games. That's going to be my bold uh, claim hmm. based on nothing. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say that's based on nothing, just purely based on... Remember that like documentary <laughs> we'll watch that he made where it just seemed like he doesn't do or like anything? Yeah, he's like, I don't understand being a fan of something. <laughs> It's like Star Wars. What the fuck is that? Oh, pe- like, people like this. People are fans. Yeah, of people this? like it. That's so yeah, weird. People, yeah, I think I think he likes surfing and playing acoustic guitar. I don't. You you might be right. He might not play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that uh, Rupert's a gamer. Oh yeah. Uh, wait, R- 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 Rupert's a gamer. Neville's a gamer. Who else? Tom Felton might play like sports games. Hmm. He gets like FIFA every year. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, JK herself, she's a gamer. We know that. Oh, yeah, we do. We sure do. Maybe she'll maybe she'll do a, a Nuzlocke run on stream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a long news segment, uh, but just, like like we're in we're in a weird spot where it's like there's not much news, but the non news is getting very. I can feel it coming, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's uh, they've got to they've got to answer sooner or later about this movie thing. Yeah, for um, sure. And uh, and this event sounds hilarious. All right, let's take it to our chapter for this week. What do you say? Yeah, um, this week we read chapter fourteen. It's called "The Thief." Uh, Harry wakes up. He's been knocked out from their uh, difficult uh, apparating trip from the ministry. Um, he kind of uh, like I think this is technically last chapter, but it's like they went to Grimmauld Place and then they apparated immediately away, and so he's kind of like waking up after being knocked out, and he's like flat on his back in like a forest, um, and and he looks over and sees Hermione, and she's like kind of crouching over Ron, who's still like unconscious, and he's all cut up. He's got a nasty, nasty messed up cut, and is losing a lot of blood on his arm, and he has been splinched. Um, Hermione kind of explains where they are and how they got there. Um, as they were apparating out from their escape at the ministry, um, Yaxley, the Death Eater, um, grabbed hold of her sleeve. And so she accidentally brought him with them to Grimmauld Place. And because they're all secret keepers of Grimmauld Place, that counted as him having the secret revealed. So Grimmauld Place is out. It's completely compromised. The Death Eaters can go there and search it and they can't go back. So um, the first place she thought of to bring them after that uh, was the forest where the Quidditch World Cup um, uh, was uh, when we went there in book four. Um, Harry's like, it's okay, Hermione. It's not your fault. Uh, The reason we were caught is because I took that eyeball from Umbridge's door. uh, And so he has Moody's, Moody's eyeball. Um, They make a tent. Um, Hermione has the old, um, tent from the Quidditch World Cup that we remember that the Weasleys had and borrowed uh, because Ron can't travel. He's he's all messed up. Um, and as they're kind of like prepping, Ron uh, tells them to stop saying Voldemort's name because it sounds like a jinx or something. Harry kind of almost fights him about it, but Hermione gives him a look and, and he doesn't because um, Ron's like super injured. Uh, Ron is, like, having a moment where he's, like, really worried about Reg, and so Hermione's like, oh, that's so, that's so sweet. I feel very romantically toward you, and and Harry feels, <laughs> like, left out, I guess. Uh, they talk about destroying the locket for a bit, um, and Harry is, like, 
felt like he would feel triumphant at having gotten it, but he doesn't. Um, and he decides that he has to carry it with him and hold it against his bare skin for some reason as a necklace. So he starts wearing it around. Um, they decide they're going to take turns uh, keeping watch while they rest because they don't really know what their next step is. Uh, we're kind of back to where we were before in Grimmauld Place where they're like, wow, we don't really have a plan or a goal uh, or any information. So we're just going to like hang out. Um, Harry is having some big thoughts, um, mostly just recapping stuff we already know. Uh you know, and he's thinking about Creature, and it's like, oh, Creature was so nice again, and now the Grimmauld place is compromised, and all the Death Eaters are going to go through our stuff. Are they going to kill Creature? On and on. Um, Harry falls asleep while keeping watch, uh, and has a vision of Voldemort torturing Grigorovich. It looks like Voldemort's caught up with him, uh, and Grigorovich is like, I don't, I don't have the thing you want. It got stolen. So Voldemort reads his mind, and we get a brief brief vision of Voldemort reading Grigorovich's mind and seeing a Boy with curly blonde hair, like back flipping out of a window after stealing something, but we don't see what it is. Um, Hermione scolds Harry and is like, stop having visions. You're not supposed to. I don't even want to hear what it is. I'm going, I'm going to keep watch. You go to bed. Uh, so Harry goes to bed, but before he does, he recounts literally the entire vision to Ron and to us <laughs> again. Um, and he's like, why didn't Voldemort ask him about wands? He didn't even have him make a big wand. It sounds like he wanted something. What could it even be? Also, the the guy that stole the thing that Voldemort wants looks really familiar, but I don't remember from where. That's, hmm. the, that's the end of the chapter. We are camping now. It's camping time. It's camping time. Finally. Uh, this is, we are finally in the zone that I remember, you know, about this book is that they're camping for the entire fucking back half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're like a third of the way through the book, right? Maybe a little less. Yeah. I think just under a third. Mm -hmm. We got some long chapters. I I know there are some very long epic chapters in this, like the battle of Hogwarts and and so on. But, uh, but yeah, um, we have, we have a lot of camping and trekking to get to. I, was so irritated immediately <laughs> at the beginning of this chapter because the story Hermione tells about what happened is like 10 times more exciting than anything that actually happens in this chapter or the previous chapter. <laughs> there were so many moments in this chapter where I was confused and it started like right off the bat mm-hmm. and I had to go back and reread the like chapter before and be like, oh, yeah, he, like, blacked out for some reason while they were apparating. I'm still not clear on why. I know mm-hmm. that, like, he sa- like he says at, at many points when there's apparition or port keys or whatever that it's, like, uncomfortable, right? Like, you're getting yeah. squeezed through it, too. But he just, like, straight up gets, like, knocked out. And mm-hmm. I guess that's just, like, a new thing that apparating can do. And And, like, conveniently just, like, we lose the action because Harry is unconscious. Yeah. There's really no reason for the action that Hermione describes to have not been. I mean, it's like, it's like two paragraphs worth maybe. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, uh, you could just have Harry open his eyes and say like, he's in Grimald place, but wait a second. It's slipping away. Oh my God. There's an extra guy here. Uh Oh, and then poof next chapter. It's really weird that it's relegated to this, like, frankly uncharacteristic for Hermione like stream of consciousness dialogue paragraph mm-hmm. 
like she just like spews this whole story out immediately about what happened. And this is, I think just another arrow in our quiver of like, or, or at least for me, I'm, I'm getting more and more convinced as I read this, that this story was intended to be told out of order at some point. Mm. I'm, so, um, I'm so torn on that. Like I, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I legitimately can't decide if it was, if like she wouldn't, do that in the first place or decided mm-hmm. to do something weird and experimental. And by experimental, I mean for her or not like that would right. be unprecedented. I mean, lots of stories are told out of order um, and then like chickened out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just, it's so weird reading these two scenes back to back because the, if, if the intent of the previous chapter was to be vague you know, as to like what happened to leave you hanging on like, oh my God, what happened? Uh, what was the sensation that Harry's feeling? You want the reader to sit with that for more than a page, probably. I just didn't read it that way because I'm just like, yep, apparating is uncomfortable. Yeah, I, yeah. It was only until, wait, why is Harry unconscious that I had to go back and reread and be like, oh, that was supposed to be weird. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like, why, why cut it up this way and that's the question i'm asking myself so much in this in this book uh is like why why is the information that we are getting being presented and cut in the way that it is because it it is it is willfully obtuse it feels like but not in a way that like serves any sort of like suspense or mystery Mm -hmm. um because we get the anytime something like weird or obtuse or like unanswered happens we get the answer to it like within a paragraph or page or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it, it really smacks of just like information to me that was supposed to be, uh, uh, presented differently that like arranging it closer together makes like sucks it of any like questions basically. Mm-hmm. Cause the answer, the answer is immediately given whenever a question is raised. Yeah, although um, that is a very bad habit of J.K. Rowling's in general, like throughout the entire series. That's true. That is true. We have commented on that before, especially in like book four and beyond, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, but uh, it's just it's just manifesting in such a weird way here. Um, uh, I will say, I think that the like the splinching scene here is like interesting it's like it, it, it's uh it, it's a moment of like ooh, ow like like this is serious now huh but harry harry's <laughs> like hey, yeah well, you 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 pointed this out walk, walk us through the like harry's bizarre reaction and like commentary on the story here yeah so i've got issues with this scene mm-hmm. so ron has a big nasty cut Oof, ow. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's pretty graphic. He's losing a lot of blood really fast. You kind of get the impression that he just, like, has a, maybe not a bone deep cut, but just, like, a big, big slash right down his I arm. I like the description of it looks like a, like a spoonful of flesh was taken out yeah, or something. Yeah, that's gross. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I'm all for that. Harry has the dumbest thought that he communicates to us, the reader, which is, like, I guess I should look up the exact line mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm doing my my due diligence here. Um, <laughs> Harry watched horrified as she tore open Ron's shirt. He had always thought of splinching as something comical, but this 
dot, dot, dot. And then it, you know, goes on and, and describes what it <laughs> is. Um, and this is such, this is like a nitpick, but I am really irritated at Harry communicating like what the reader's thoughts should be. Because the reason that we, the reader, think of it as a comical thing, thing is because it was presented that way when we were first introduced to the concept, right? Like, it's like there's a dark comedy thing of like, oh, yeah, if you splinch yourself, it's like you apparate, but you get there and your leg fell off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like fairy tale, dark humor. Like, it doesn't, it, it's not graphic, but obviously that's, that's horrific, right? Like, I mean, it's literally like a Monty Python sketch. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, oh, it's just a flesh wound. Oops, my leg fell off. Oh, that's, that's unpleasant. I mean, like, there was a whole, there was like a whole like black comedy routine in book six where during the, the like apparition lessons, um, Susan Bones mm-hmm. like splinched herself or whatever. And it's just like a very routine, like, everyone like all the instructors ran over and helped her and it's it was just like it, it like it was unpleasant but it, there was just this like very calm response to someone like you know ripping their own leg off or whatever right but harry like, was there yeah he and harry was just it. like blithe yeah he was like blithely observing it just like oh huh like he wasn't like oh my god her fucking leg came off or anything he was like oh that's just part of living here, I guess. Right. So it really bothers me because I'm okay with the scene as it exists. I think it's like kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I get the intent that it's like, oh, shit is serious. These things that as a reader were presented in a comical way, now that we are presented with them in this scary situation, are serious. Mm-hmm. I do not need Harry to have that thought. To because say that. He wouldn't yeah. think that because he lives in the world and he's seen it happen. Yeah. He is doing the apparating with the reality that that can happen to him. I, yeah. I, I just, I'm so sick of this book, like condescending to me, I guess. <laughs> and, and feeling like it needs to spoon feed what I should think while I read it, especially for something like this, where it's not, um, it's not difficult to arrive there. No, I mean, didn't, didn't Ron splinch his fingertip or something? Probably. In book six, in, in his, like, he failed his apparition lesson, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I don't, maybe we didn't see it happen, but, yeah, but he, something. But he, but he, like, very, he, like, very casually mentioned, like, oh, I failed my lesson because I left, like, my fingernail behind or something. Uh-huh. Or something like that, I, I think. Um, but, like, he himself has had the experience of, like, it not being a big deal, like, when there's a safety net around him versus now it suddenly being a big deal when they're on the run. Right. Uh huh. Like, like, like we have that arc for this character, I think. So Harry just saying like, Oh damn, shit is serious now. Like it's so unnecessary. Like, yeah, I get it. Like <laughs> that, that, that is how storytelling works. Thank you. JK, JK Rowling. Yeah. This book seems to have a, a horrible persistent problem where it really wants Harry to communicate what our thoughts should be while reading it. And it's so frustrating. It's, it, it is, it is like maddening in this book. It's happened so many times. I mean, like with the, the um the argument with Lupin is still the big one for me, uh-huh. right? Where like Harry, for no reason at all, suddenly takes the like uh the side of like pacifism. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like the book shouldn't take the side of pacifism, but it makes zero sense so far for this character to. It's just that like it's it's J.K. Rowling yelling the theme at us. Mm-hmm. 
and like likewise here or, or like the statue scene you know which like for forgetting how dumb the statue scene is in in contrast with the already like fashy statue that they had in the ministry previously mm-hmm. but like harry and like hermione looking up the statue and going like damn this really is themes isn't it <laughs> Uh, and then, and then for Harry to like tell the audience like, damn, this used to be funny, but now it's not funny because it's real for us now. It's just like, yeah. It was I always fucking, real I... for them though. <laughs> like that's, that's the problem. Like, yeah. I, like from my yeah, reading, like no, yeah. reading it, it's funny because it is presented comically, but yeah. Harry lives in the world and is there. <laughs> so he's not going to be like, oh, it's serious now. Because yeah. he's always been in the world, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't, that doesn't work. And I don't know why she wants to control our read so much, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm so torn between, like, like, two different ideas about it. And it's like, one, maybe that was always her tendency. And this is just a complete lack of editorial oversight. And so none mm-hmm. of that stuff got taken out or adjusted. Yeah. Or if this is like a moment where she wants to control what people think of the series overall, and this is her last yeah. chance, like this is the last book, so you have I, like I'm going to tell you the themes. <laughs> I really th- am leaning right now towards the latter, mm. um, just because, and like this, this is something I'm going to have to keep in mind for when we get to the actual um, tale of the three brothers and stuff like that. Yeah, but like. Her all of a sudden deciding that the story, which has always had the trappings of Christian allegory, yeah, right. Um, uh, it, 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 for 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 better and worse, it has had a lot of like Christian allegory, like uh, stuff kind of surrounding it. I mean, like the, obviously, like the we talked at length about how badly it manifested in the Horcrux reveal chapter, right? But it's like, but it's like appeared better in you know, it's it's it's. That is a classic story structure that is used pretty effectively elsewhere in this series. But for her to, like, have so little confidence in the audience to pick up on that stuff that she, like, puts a Chaucer story in here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, like, not not only models the story itself after the partner's tale, but puts a fictional partner's tale in the story for the characters to read and learn about the themes of uh, is really something. It makes me think that like, yeah, it, it's like, it just shows like a real lack of confidence in like people getting what she is uh, uh, writing it with the series and, and just like putting way too fine a point on it um, over and over again in book seven. It's it's such a flip-flop of what I think the strength of the early books as kids' books are, which is a, I think, a faith in the audience and a faith in, Mm -hmm. like, children to... Totally. ...to read, like, uh, to understand and pick stuff up. And also, I think the other, like, part of that, or the flip side that maybe, like, is is good to talk about is the idea that you can read a story and not pick up on everything, and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Right? Like it's worth rereading stories sometimes. Right. Like it's all right if and, and like I I reread stories and be like, oh, I didn't have the perspective when I first read this to mm-hmm. to pick this up, right? I mean, we've mm-hmm. gone through that with these stories that I've read a million times other than this one. Um and so to flip-flop that and end up at the end where it's like the first books, it's like 
they're so good at making you feel smart and clever and being like, oh, I like respect that you can pick up on what's going on to get to mm-hmm. these. And it's like, do you think I'm dumb? Like what, what, right. what is yeah. going on here? Yeah. I think one of, I think one of the, not just something we've identified, you know, I think we, we've definitely talked about this as something we like about the series, but I think like maybe one of the like prevailing, like positive criticisms of the series forever has always been, yeah, kids and adults like this because it doesn't condescend to kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, like this is this is something that like kids can read, and like th- th- this ties into a lot of our like observations about how the characters work in the early ver- in the early uh, books about how like you know Harry and Hermione and Ron when they're like eleven, twelve, thirteen, or whatever in like the first three books, they're basically just small adults Mm -hmm. uh and and that is fun for kids to read because it just makes them feel autonomous right like like you're 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 having a you're reading like the fantasy of just like being your own person which you don't get to be very often as a child yeah and like sometimes you do know better than the adults right (laughs) right yeah yeah and these are yeah these are stories about you know, kids who uh, uh, have have adventures and like question authority and and like it is really un- it's like a universal appeal um, and and one that you can go back to and like appreciate in a different way when you're older. But when you are young, I think what really sticks out is like I don't feel like I'm being treated like an idiot by an adult reading this. <laughs> Um, and now I am an adult reading <laughs> the seventh book in the series where the characters are more like, this is the, this is the, like the, the post coming of age. Like th- this is them getting serious and stepping out into the real world where there's no, you know, there's no safety nets for them and, 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 and the shit is serious. Right. <laughs> and like, I feel like they're talking to me like I'm a fucking moron. Right. And it's just. <laughs> it's it's frustrating it's it's such a weird transformation for these books normally i would say that's a like progression that would happen in reverse like yeah the first book is okay but it kind of treats you like an idiot and then the then the author kind of gets more confidence as as they go along here it's like no the first books are really like smart and like don't treat you like an idiot and then by the time you get to uh uh book seven it might as well be a picture book like it's it's yeah, which it's is bizarre. which is such a hilarious mismatch in that this is like, frankly, just a book for adults, right? Like the content <laughs> and and stuff is just like this is the themes it's attempting to grapple with are very adult. Yeah, this it's not it is not a children's book at at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying children can't read it like this. I mean, teens, kids, whatever. But yeah, but just like content and genre wise, right? Like it's it is now like an adult like fantasy action espionage thing right like it's it's not a children's mystery novel anymore mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it, it's uh yeah it, it, it's just a bummer how how condescending and how little faith it feels like jk rowling has and, and like i said i'll have to keep this in mind for when we do get to like the the three brothers stuff but it really does i think you, you i think you're spot on with your like ladder assessment which is just like yeah I think J.K. Rowling got to book seven and like panicked and thought like, oh my God, what if I finish this and like my, my audience doesn't pick up on what it's about. Right. Which is like, that's relatable. It's actually, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a shame, but I I get it. But it it does make me remember something that I had forgotten until this very moment, which is those poems at the beginning (laughs) uh, of the book Mm -hmm. that are very like 
this is what this book is about. If you yeah. <laughs> like, please, like, please, please, this is what I mean by this. Yeah. And also one of the, the one of those poems is also about legacy, which, which is very funny. Like, yeah. cause this entire thing is her trying to control the legacy of these books and like what they're about and what people feel like they're about. Right. That's so funny. Yeah. What a, what a tragedy. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Seriously. Um, Big time what not to do yeah. with this book. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, kind kind of relatable to be like, oh my god. Oh, for sure. So like, uh, like I hope I hope I stick the landing and that people understand my books. Like I I, I sympathize with that for sure. Um, but you've got to have a little bit more faith in your audience than this, right? You got to be brave, <laughs> and this is just like. Yeah. I mean, it's already like I think a brave thing to to write and put something out into the world yeah. for other people to. But it, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, just take that extra step and have, and have some faith in the people reading it, and just let it, let it go. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's the epilogue too. Is this weird, like, controlling, reflexive, like, no, this is what happens to the characters. <laughs> don't make anything else up <laughs> about them. Don't, don't think anything else. This is what happens. It's very very controlling and i and i knew that about the epilogue what i didn't expect was this like uh, like over like completely comprehensive feeling of control that is happening across this whole book because harry's always been the audience surrogate yes, right yeah like always has been oftentimes at his strongest just is because part of the appeal is you just want to be harry potter right yeah. like you want to be there you want to be at hogwarts blah 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 mm-hmm. But now he's he's not even the audience surrogate anymore. He is like telling you what to he's think. He's like the usher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like telling he's like pointing it's like you're walking through the story and he's like your tour guide pointing out all the themes along the way. And you're like, Yeah, I yeah. get it, man. Like I'm not stupid. I can I can read. Um It's uh it's just another like character he's become he is harry potter is everything but a character unto himself at this point mm-hmm. he's been he's rambo he is uh he's a detective he is uh he's 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 like the angst ball he's master <laughs> chief and now he is also like the his own greek chorus uh right. it is it, it's fast he's jesus too he's also jesus yes. don't forget that that's the most important one probably um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he is every everything but just a character. Um, it's uh, and it's manifesting in very strange ways as this book continues. Um, so they have a long conversation about the previous chapter as after they've patched Ron up here. Yep. Um, this includes the part we were started talking about, which is the like. The, this like action sequence that Hermione describes of like, Oh yeah, actually grabbed my wrist. And then we went to the Grimmauld place and now the secrets out, blah, blah, blah. So like we start with that and then Harry admits something that both of us completely missed in the last chapter. Um, yeah, it is so, and, and, and this is not the first time that this uh, series has done this. But I think it's the worst time it's done it, which is apparently on the way out of Umbridge's office, Harry took the moody magic eyeball off the door and uh, and pocketed it and then and then went to meet up with Hermione in the trial. 
there was no indication of him doing this during the actual scene in Umbridge's office. I went because I went back and checked after after we read yep. this, and I was like, "Yep, there's two paragraphs of of like Yaxley coming in, looking around, Harry throwing on the invisibility cloak, and Harry slipping out the door and past the um, employees who were like still looking at his smoke bomb." Yeah, and and frankly, like we've both gone back and reread and and looked for Harry grabbing the eye, mm-hmm. and I still. Still, right this moment, recording this, feel like we're gonna post this, and someone's gonna like send us a screenshot of the chapter and be like, "Oh yeah, it's right here." There's <laughs> like a line where Harry, like Harry turned and grabbed the eye out of the door. Like I can't believe that's not in there. It's, yeah, it's it's it's. I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure it's not there. I really do think the only line referring to it is Ron running up to him and saying something about a hole in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh. Not enough if this is a linear story and you're, like, not supposed to be on the lookout for clues like that. And, like, why would I, Harry conceal it anyway? I, in my, I feel like in my recollection, I was pretty critical of the Felix Felicis chapter for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't remember what I said. It was a long time ago now. Um, I, think we bo- I think we both kind of fell on the side of, like, yes, it's cheating, but the effect is fun. Yeah, or at least, like, even if I was, like, maybe it wasn't worth it, it was at least a a try mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like it, it was attempting something interesting and i could see jk rowling being like this was worth it mm-hmm. um and, but this one is just baffling like like i there is no it's not a reveal or a twist so to concede to hide the information doesn't make sense right yeah, because it, it doesn't read as a twist or a reveal. No, it's just like, wait, what? Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, I think we've got another very important thing to talk about in this chapter, kind of related to the scene, um, mm. and that is, uh, Mom Hermione is here mm. in full force in this chapter. Yeah. Uh, just going down the list. Here's what Hermione does in this chapter. Uh, she is a healer for Ron. Mm-hmm. She literally makes a home out of the tent. Yeah. She makes everyone tea. Yep. Uh, what am I missing here? Uh, sends Harry to bed. Sends, oh, sends Harry to bed, makes everyone dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is her character now. It's so depressing. She's mom. Yep. It sucks because not none of these things are individually, uh, like unreasonable and also i don't think it is like inherently wrong for a character like if molly was here i'd believe her doing all this right because that that's molly's character but it's the weird way that that like hermione is just becoming the mom character after never being that for six books um yeah and the way that like the, the way that the story is like kind of like putting these characters under pressure and making them mature, you know, mm-hmm. and her and Hermione's mature self, I guess, just being mom is sad, you know, like that. That sucks. That's not her at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also kind of want to head off any criticism of the criticism. Of course, like those traits should be valued. Right. Right. Nurturing, yeah. Caretake, like all of that. Yeah. No, nothing it's wrong. valuable characters, you know, can be that. Um, but she 
isn't and never ha- never has been been that it's- and it makes me like want I, I I have this sense there there's a part at the end here where Harry is recounting like um his vision to to Ron mm-hmm. and Hermione literally won't hear it right she she is Molly Weasley in this scene mm-hmm. where it's like she she's she won't she won't even entertain it. And all of a sudden, Ron and Harry are children, and she is the mom, and they're concealing their plans from her mm-hmm. while she like keeps watch or whatever. And it 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 like makes me so sad because this that was what they did before. It was, it was like they were kids and they were, you know, trying to find the sorcerer's stone or whatever. And it was like Ron, Hermione, Harry whispering about like the information that they got mm-hmm. while they like avoided the adults. But Hermione has to be mom now. Hermione has to be the adult. Yeah. Who doesn't hear it. And Ron and Harry have to be, you know, boys will be boys whispering about their plans away from her. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a real bummer because yeah, like you say, that was always her character, and it's it it isn't it isn't that it is inherently wrong to have these caretaker traits, right? Like I'm I'm definitely not saying that it's, but it is what what is when it crosses over into being annoying and kind of disturbing is when those traits are like treated as inherently good things for women to have, right? And so, like that, that that is the the image of a mature woman as someone who makes the home and makes dinner and and like is the mom, right? Like that is the part where it gets un unpleasant. I think. Yeah, there's like no other vision for her. Yeah. Or or any woman in this series, mm-hmm. they will all they will all or the good ones will right. <laughs> like the good women in the series will become Molly Weasleys. Yeah, and that's su- and, and that- the bad ones will be Umbridge, I guess. And that sucks because it also makes Molly Weasley less remarkable, mm-hmm. right? And like, and that, and that's a real bummer because I do think Molly Weasley is a fantastic character because of those traits. Like, she is a good mom, right? Um, yeah, and and like that's really like inherent to her character, and like. But, but like it's treated as special because like like oh it's 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 always a treat when Harry gets to go to the burrow, mm-hmm. um, but like it it being presented in this way where it's like the the like end of the road for all women in this series is really dark and like makes it makes it very sad and and like I said like robs Molly of her unique characteristics as well. I always kind of want Ron to do that stuff. I know he's injured in this chapter, but I always want him to be the one because I I want him to have this like um really independent streak mm-hmm. as a result of having like seven siblings or whatever it is, right? Like yeah. he always like fending for himself, um kind of making his own way, especially because that seems like it's kind of honoring his earlier character um of like wanting to stand out mm-hmm. and and like like it's kind of it's kind of hard to to draw, draw that line, but like no, it's like I think a more it, mature vision of that. I right? I think that that is a, a really good point, and I think that also that that doubles as a really interesting piece of character growth for him because he could have picked all like like there's there's a weird like sweetness and also like irony to the idea that like oh. Ron is really good at being independent because he has such a good fussy mom, right? Like mm-hmm. he he observes his very like maternal parent 
and, and everything she does to make everything, you know, make, make the, the family tick or whatever. And he has internalized those traits, but for himself. Right. Right. And like, that's like, like that, that is, that's an interesting like line to draw. And I, I think that that's a valid read of like where his character could go with that stuff. I think that makes sense. Well, no, because he's a boy, and boys don't do that stuff, but girls do if they're good. In- instead, we get a way more uncomfortable, like, subtext, which is, like, he's marrying his mom <laughs> because Hermione just right. behaves like Molly here. Yep. <laughs> just straight up. Like, like she is just, like, doing the Molly Weasley stuff, and, and they're going to get married, and that's weird. <laughs> It's uncomfortable. It's a bummer for Hermione. It's a bummer for all the characters. And it also, like, just on, like, a basic fundamental mechanics level, not even talking about, like, the sort of, like, unpleasant, like, morality or whatever, however you want to describe it of this, um, is that, like, these are all activities that would make more sense divvied up amongst other characters we know if they had come along for the ride. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... Hermione getting mad at Harry uh, uh, for the Voldemort vision thing here, you pointed out, makes way more sense for Ginny, right? Mm, That's mm -hmm. Ginny's thing because she has, like, actual trauma tied up in that. Yeah, she would draw, like, a hard line, right? Like, say, nothing nothing that comes from Voldemort is good for you. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't use this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The scene where, like, Hermione offers to go make tea for everyone. That's like a Neville thing, right? Like Neville does that when things are awkward and he wants to step away. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know, cooking mushrooms for everyone because they don't have any food. That's a very Luna thing. She'll tell them it keeps the Nargles away or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, uh, all of these these activities make sense for some character to do. It just all gets plopped on Hermione because she's girl. Um, yep. And it's it's a real it's a real shame. I wish I wish that they had at least one other character with them. I wish they had Ginny with them. I think Ginny is my number one pick. Um, yeah. Uh, I was infuriated when I got to the part where Harry like felt like lonely because Hermione was doting on Ron in this scene, uh, and I yeah. was like, "You were the one who told Ginny she couldn't come." Like you were, yep. and like that, you know, and there is an opportunity to like write the ship there and have that be like called out in the story and have her, Harry go like, damn, I wish I had brought Ginny along. Like that was a mistake on my part, but he doesn't even do that. He's just like, mm, I wish a girl would touch my forehead. <laughs> it's like, well, you could have had that, <laughs> you know, like she wanted to come. Yeah. It's, it's, it is. I, I think what it comes down to for me is that like, if you are going to have your last book be like, no, I am dedicating this to the golden trio or whatever, mm-hmm. then they've got to act like the fucking golden trio. Yeah. This needs to be like their, their, their last, uh, their last hurrah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like they've got to, this has to be the, the philosopher's stone again. Right. They've got to break all the rules. They've got a scheme. They've got it. Like I, I want them to huddle up and figure it out together. Mm-hmm. And and that's what makes me so sad about Hermione, like storming out and refusing to hear the vision. Cause that's just not her. That's not like the character that I know and like, which is like, I, I totally believe that she would hear that and be like, Harry, you're supposed to be doing occlumency. What did you see though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that was her whole Hermione's character from like day one 
has been like awareness of the rules and adherence to the rules, except for me. Right. Like, yeah. Or except where it might benefit me. Right. And like, she will make endless exceptions for herself and her friends. Right. Yeah. That's like her, her strength and her flaw. Yeah. Um, in one. Um, yeah. And so I want to see, I wanted, I wanted to see her like use that. And she does have those moments still. They're just really weird and off screen most of the time where it's like, wow, Hermione, you're the Joker, <laughs> right? But I want her to be the Joker here. I want her to be like, okay, well you have the vision. Let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You might, you, you already did. Like, I prefer you didn't, but since you did, let's hear it. Yeah. Right. Like, like she has to have the last word, but she also wants, she probably want that information. Ginny wouldn't. Ginny, Ginny would say absolutely, absolutely not. I don't want to hear anything about Voldemort. Right. Nothing that he's putting in your head. Right. I'm, I'm walking out. Yeah, yeah. The, like the, 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 these things feel obvious to me. I mean, like the, I'm assuming they feel really obvious to you, right? Like it just feels like there's a yeah. gap here. Like either either the characters need to be the Golden Trio in full force, or another character needs to be here. Right. Either or. Right. Like like it, it's got to be one of those, but it can't be. The Golden Trio is here, but uh, uh, Harry is Jesus Rambo, Hermione is Mom, and Ron is uh, AFK. Right? Like that. That can't be. That can't be the characters. Like that. That's so fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. Um. How about this vision that Harry has? Uh I. Harry is so. Um, I like. This is this is not the kind of criticism where I'm saying like oh a character can't be wrong about something. But the what is happening in the scene is so extremely obvious that it drives me insane that Harry dwells so long on what is obviously not happening here for no reason. Right? Like the it can't it can't be clearer that Voldemort is like you have thing I want thing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't have thing anymore. It got stolen. So why Harry is so obsessed with the idea that like his original idea is wrong. He spends a lot of time being like, Oh, but Voldemort didn't even ask him to make a super powerful wand. And it's like, yeah, he's like clearly looking for something specific. (laughs) I, for me, what drives me crazy in this scene (laughs) is Harry forgetting who Grindelwald is. I think Two hours after seeing his picture, maybe, if that. That's another thing that maybe works out of order, but does not work. Uh, yes, in yes, the fact yes. That, that it was maybe an... twelve pages ago. Totally, that is another thing that, that that like would would maybe make a little bit more sense if the story was out of order and like the the reader had a chance to forget who Grindelwald was, right? Because mm-hmm. he he literally just saw it twelve pages ago when he opened the book. Uh, Which I guess in his time would have been what thirty minutes ago. Yeah, not long. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the, what he opened the book, he went to the the courtroom. He was worried they were going to be stuck there for a couple hours, but instead he yeeted Umbridge immediately. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like half an hour, forty five minutes, not long. Like yeah, it, it is surreal that he would forget that piece of information so quickly. I mean, it reminds me of there was. All the way back in book one, there's that hilarious chapter that, like, ends with a really vividly described dream. And then the next page is, like, Harry didn't remember the dream when he woke up. And it's like, well, but hang on. We're Harry. Like, what? what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I didn't forget it. I just I read it. I would maybe honestly be more willing to excuse it 
if it um if he like made it sound like he didn't remember like it's still cheap right mm-hmm. it's still frustrating as a reader because we obviously remember um and i know it's a dream except it has been fully established on many occasions that harry remembers the vision dreams in in specific mm-hmm. um pretty much exactly as they happened and we know that that's the case here too because he also recounts the, the entire thing in, in specific to Ron and also describes the thief down to his physical characteristics, right? Like this was an opportunity for Harry to be like, yeah, but I like someone took it, but it's slipping like I, like a dream. It's like water through my fingers. Like I can't remember what he looked like, Mm -hmm. but it's not, he, he does remember in specific this person. He just doesn't (sighs) remember what he saw in the book. Or even even just like some allusions, like, I don't know, maybe he's rattled and just isn't thinking clear, clearly. Cause you know, they're going through a pretty intense series of events here in, in the story. Um, Mm -hmm. So like that would be semi-excusable, but, but like without, without that, it's just like, it is just like, I'm jumping up and down going, you just, you just saw him. You, you just looked at the book with Grindelwald in it, in the caption, not not 30 minutes ago in the story. <laughs> um, I also, just from a purely story structure perspective, what a bold choice to give us the dream, like, as a scene, mm-hmm. and then have Harry recount the dream to us again <laughs> in the, on the next page, like, in full. I feel like typically when this happens, because it does happen a lot where... Um, it's almost like a, a tabletop role-playing game uh, moment where it's like y- your player character hears something and then it's like you have to relay it to your, your party members. Yeah. And so you say like, I, t- I tell all of you I tell yeah, I tell all I of you heard. what happened, yes. Right? And, and usually Harry Potter does that. Usually it's like Harry told Ron and Hermione everything that he learned in the Dumbledore class or, wh- yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But not this time. <laughs> we got the whole thing told to us. In specific, twice. Once back again, to back maybe, pages. Maybe, Why? This, maybe this was planned to be written out of order, and the, mm. and the vision chapter was going to come first, and it was it was going to be from Grun, Dun, Grun, Voldemort's perspective. <laughs> and then yeah, and then and then maybe many chapters later, Harry would recount it again, so the reader was reminded. Maybe that's. I'm actually. That's I'm actually fully. Regardless of whether I think it was written out of chronological order, I'm fully bought into this idea of there being a Voldemort walking through, walking around looking for Gurevich <laughs> chapter. Because otherwise, the visions are like crazy. Like I, I definitely think they were cut up and put into visions because there is just no reasonable explanation as to why we get a scene of like Voldemort walking down a mountain path if it They're wasn't so going to be a chapter and it's fucking own, right? convenient, right? Like. <laughs> I mean, like, I think I think this out of all of the Voldemort visions is the most ridiculous one, because not only is it a very convenient plot relevant Voldemort vision that he has right in this moment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Voldemort has a vision also. that Harry sees. (laughs) Right. This is like a three layers deep inception vision at this point. Yeah. Like, like, like Harry is sitting in this tent with the paprika machine on his head. Like, like he's, he's multiple dreams deep at this point, seeing, seeing the, the Grindelwald thing. Yeah. Which has never happened in this series before. I don't think. I'm pretty sure visions have always only ever gone one layer deep. Yeah, I had to go back and read it because the, the way that it describes it is so funny. And also I think the imagery is so, it's written for the movie because it's like, 
you you get the experience of Voldemort doing legitimacy on Grigorovich, mm-hmm. but it is described purely visually, not at all. I mean, I guess you could say it's like because Harry is also experiencing it, but it's like a zoom in on Grigorovich's eyeball, which <laughs> yes. is like such a movie thing, right? Like yeah. they would do the the zoom in on the pupil. The music and it, swells. Like, yeah, and then yeah. you see this scene with like shitty soft focus all over everything, <laughs> and the sounds all like this, and it sounds very far away. It's like I don't know where the wand is. Tell me. Like yeah, that's the whole <laughs> thing, right? Like yeah, that's. 100% what this was written to be. Uh, Harry also noticed how handsome Grindelwald is. He sure did, huh? Yeah, he's, he's described as being a cutie and he's doing like a roguish backflip he's out of a window. That, oh my God. The, <laughs> there's, there's like a moment of this, for as stupid as this vision is, there's like the moment where it like, in the text sort of like hard cuts to like, first person following uh, Grigorovich down a hallway. Mm-hmm. And it's like describing like the moonlight hitting like this workshop door or mm-hmm. whatever, where like, I almost get a sense of like, Oh, this is really atmospheric. Like yeah. this is really spooky. Uh huh. And then it describes like spring Jack doing a backflip out the window. <laughs> and he's, and he does like a sexy wink and nod and is like, sorry, mate, I took your wand and like flies away. <laughs> like destroys any sense of horror in the moment (laughs) it's like really fucking stupid and like that also makes i i i always get nervous when i when i bring this up but i Mm -hmm. really think it is a valid read of just like this is a book written by a heterosexual woman uh and it is just accidentally homoerotic all the time right yeah yep um and i think that nothing has ever been more strangely homoerotic in this series than Harry being so stricken with this beautiful blonde boy uh, and his roguish grin that he assumes that he's the good guy in the situation. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I've got to help the sexy blonde guy. He's in trouble. I mean, it, and is, like, it is kind of like an interesting read in that Grindelwald, like, obviously that was Dumbledore's take too, or what we're supposed to believe, and, right, right? Exactly. That is a hunt that, like, and like, if we, like, in the text, if, if we're to believe J.K. Rowling saying that, oh, all along Dumbledore was meant to be gay. If oh, we I would ta- have told you earlier if I knew you'd be so happy <laughs> about it. If we take her at her word, mm-hmm. that means that Harry follows the exact same path with Grindelwald that, that that Dumbledore did. Right. Which is very interesting. Interesting. <laughs> this all oh, this beautiful blonde boy jumped out the window. I hope he's okay. I hope he's Voldemort's all right. gonna kill him. Oh no, we gotta help him. Yeah, it is very like I said, I it, it just has a like very strong homoerotic connotations here that are only stronger if you take her at her word uh about <laughs> also talk about a one-two punch that the like tw- the twist is like and that handsome blonde boy adolf hitler <laughs> <laughs> would you if you had a time machine go back in time and kill 60 teenage hitler <laughs> oh this book is a train wreck this book is so fucking bad <laughs> Um, I'm so curious about that. 
Like, I think that that is the weirdest manifestation of, of like what, what JK Rowling is interested in writing about when in character descriptions. Right. Mm-hmm. It is, it is uh, unfortunate, I think for the series overall, given, given how little actual representation there is. <laughs> just, it's, uh, ooh, good job, Joe. Also, like, the Grindelwald, Dumbledore, Deathly Hallows stuff, I'm saying this whole time, it feels so tacked on. Well, because uh, it is, because it's never been mentioned before. Yeah, it just feels, like, completely extraneous. And, yeah. And to me, like, uh, like we're camping, you know? <laughs> we're, here we are. We finally got to camping. And I feel like the story is just grinding to a screeching halt. Because totally. they specifically are saying, like, oh, we're out of clues. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that in, in like theory or an abstract, Mm -hmm. because sometimes you can tell a story that's about futility or -hmm. about not wanting, not knowing what to do next, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot like, like on, on I'm reading Higurashi right now. Right. Um, (laughs) So, so that's not my objection, but my Mm -hmm. objection is more that it is written in a way that makes me feel like. She doesn't know what to like. It it yeah. feels like a like a cop out. Like like she was writing it. It's almost the effect of like stream of consciousness. Like oh now I don't know what to write next. Yeah, it's like and so the characters are like, improv. what do I do? Right. Yeah, it's it's very weird to like just a and it and it is made all the more infuriating because it's not even a like it's not a natural lack of clues. Mm-hmm. It is a lack of clues served purely by the fact that Harry conveniently forgot the name of the person he saw in the book 30 minutes ago. Yeah, but even then, like, he doesn't know that this is a goal of his because it's the Deathly Hallows, which we don't know anything oh, about. Right. Yes. It's yeah, not even the true, Horcruxes, yeah. which is their main goal, and they've reached, like, a complete halt on. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way they're going to be able to find that goal is if they look at the stupid items that Dumbledore left behind for them. So it's not even like a it's not even a case of like they will naturally uncover what the story is. It's that Dumbledore has already like pre-planned like okay, here's this book that none of these characters have ever read except Ron, I guess, but he's never mentioned it. And also no one else in the Wizarding World has ever mentioned these these fairy tales uh in your 7 years at at, at a wizard high school. And that will tell you what these things are. I feel like I'm playing a video game and it's like I'm, I'm giving my good faith effort where I get stuck and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll like look at the items in my inventory and like read the <laughs> journal. But it's like, really, I'm just going to go on game FAQs and find out where to go next. <laughs> this this book feels like loading a save in a game that you haven't played for three years. Yeah. And being and like, just, ah, ah. I don't know what to do next. I don't really remember where I am. Like, like it, it is the story kind of throwing its hands up. <laughs> and, and admitting it doesn't have anywhere to go other than, like, these MacGuffins. It's done that, like, three times so far. Yeah, that's a bad place for the seventh book to be in. <laughs> I don't have, like, any more, like, overarching plot stuff for this chapter. But I do have, like, a lot of little details I think are funny that I highlighted. Mm, sure. I think the number one, and number one with a bullet that, uh, that, that <laughs> you also noticed here, mm. is we finally have an in-canon mention of Wandlore. I, I can't decide if I'm relieved or not. I'm like, because <laughs> I, I, Wandlore is like a big thing in the fandom. And I'm like, what are these people talking about? 
You know, I thought it was like a Pottermore thing only. Mm-hmm. So I did not realize that just the word Wandlore comes up one word. Um, but it also comes up in like Harry's internal monologue. Or maybe he says it out loud to Ron. And I'm like, Harry, Harry, where did you learn that word? No, he, he said uh, he had been sure that Voldemort had been looking for a way around that problem of the twin cores. Sure that Voldemort sought a solution from the old wand maker. And yet he had killed him, apparently without asking him a single question about wand lore. Harry, where did you learn that? Where did Harry learn about wand lore? <laughs> Is there I, a class we didn't hear about? Like a like a theory of magic class that he goes to? Do you think that would be like, is that like computer science class for, is that, or like computer lab for, for Hogwarts is the, yeah. is the wand lore class? Yeah. It's like, okay, we're, we're learning, we're learning, we, we have uh, uh, Mavis Beacon teaches wand swishing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's one thing for wand lore to finally appear as a word. Mm-hmm. I would expect that to be a word that like Grigorovich or Ollivander would say, not yeah. Harry. Because Harry, I mean, like you know, characters learn things off you know when they're when they're not you know as part of the story. That's not unreasonable, but that's such a specifically unHarry thing, like <laughs> knowing or caring about wand lore. Oh, Voldemort didn't want to learn about wand lore. <laughs> Ron, can you believe it? He killed that guy without asking anything about the lore. You know, that's, like, that's... kind of a Hermione thing to say if she weren't uh, <clears throat> there. You're right. Yeah, if Hermione wasn't busy being angry mom in this scene and just, like, you know, keeping watch of the tent, she could have said, like, oh, he was going to ask him about wand lore, I would have thought, or something like that, right? Like, Yeah, like, de- like doesn't Voldemort want to know what happened with the wands? He didn't ask a single question about wand lore. He just <laughs> killed him. What a sicko. That makes sense. Yeah, that would that would totally make sense. And then, and then Harry could be like, wand lore? Yeah, Harry's like, I don't give a fuck what wand lore is. <laughs> All I know is that my wand shot golden goop at him. And yeah. he doesn't like that. He says, lore, is that what that goop is called? And she's like, no, Harry, lore. Harry, were you not paying attention in theory of magic class? <sighs> exactly, exactly. And then he would say, no, I didn't, because I was asleep or whatever. And that would be <laughs> perfectly characterful for him. That's, that's golden trio stuff right there. That is some golden... Mm, we could... We could have a good book. We could have a good story with these characters. Absolutely not. (laughs) No fun Um, allowed. uh, Speaking. Oh, speaking of fun. Mm. um, Was your first thought when they described the uh, Slytherin locket as having uh, a large ornate letter S on it? Mm. Did you think about the cool S? Because that's where that's where my mind went immediately. (laughs) No, it didn't. That's funny. (laughs) The Slytherin's locket just has a really cool (laughs) S on it, Harry. It was as large as a chicken's egg, an ornate letter S, and laid with many small green stones, glinted dully in the diffused light, shining through oh, the tent's canvas roof. S- that would be so sick. Oh, big, big pendant with the cool S on it, covered in emeralds. Oh, that'd be such a shame, though, because, like, remember when Crumb was, like, talking about how he'd, like, knock kids out for doing the Deathly Hallows? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that, would, that would be the S, though. It's like getting fucking knocked out for doing the, the cool S in school. I would beat your ass for having the cool S. It is not cool. <laughs> bad bad s not good <laughs> oh god um and then i also uh this is me being 12 years old but i did laugh at the uh the the uh tent 
creating spell being Erecto. Erecto, yeah. Very powerful new spell that we're learning here. <laughs> Spells are so stupid in this series. Yeah. I, I hate that, like, there's just a... I mean, I guess it's not even a build a tent spell. It's probably just, like, build stuff spell. Like, Erecto. <laughs> What a, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's weirdly boring. It's, 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 I feel like it's been a long time since I've talked about the idea that like how uninterested this book is in exploring magic Mm -hmm. or what the like implications or like interesting things that could happen in a world with magic. It just like is fundamentally not about that. I mean, That's, that's okay, but. It's just surprising. Well, the the Erecto thing, besides being very funny, <laughs> yeah, um, like m- gives me the same feelings that the like uh, the wedding chapter did mm-hmm. when we were talking about how like it's just a normal wedding, but like the labor is invisible, right? Like the there's instead of waiters carrying trays of champagne around, the champagne just floats around on its own, right? And and the the like. Uh, the tent thing is similar, where it's like you no longer have to like work to pitch a tent; you just wave your wand and it appears. Um, and there is a really interesting potential story, I think, here in a world that, like in this book especially, is concerned with like muggles and Muggleborns, and like you know they're not mentioned so much in this in this oh and no actually they are because of ariana squibs right mm-hmm. and the idea that the society has like people who are part of it but like can't do magic um and and also like this weird overhanging thing of like okay i think that either grindelwald or dumbledore or uh, voldemort's thing was like enslaving muggles i mean like that's what the statue is implying right mm-hmm. but for what because there's no there's not like a labor need that they can fill by doing evil shit right it's like it's already all there for them and so to me it just speaks to like how un uh unconsidered all the politics and stuff in the series is because it's like well if you just have like the Erecto spell, if you can just make shit by waving your wand anyway, what like where what's the where does the underclass where does the need to like like create propaganda to create an underclass come from? Right, and, and like there, yeah, there's like something there, right? The idea that like oh, in a world where labor isn't needed, will people still be exploited? Right, yeah, and that's a very interesting question to explore. That <laughs> the story just like blazes past, I guess. <laughs> it's very i don't know like i that just struck me as like a huh so what what is the purpose of uh yeah, i mean you can also like totally hand wave that away if that's not the story you're trying to tell mm-hmm. but you kind of have to make magic difficult to do right like you need yes. yep. hermione putting up the tent with magic to be like labor intensive to do it that way and then mm-hmm. it's just a different way of doing labor instead of a lack of labor right yeah yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's very interesting how, like, willfully, I guess, the story like rejects any attempts to uh, do anything interesting with like the its own politics, even though it's trying to be a political story. Like it, it will happily bring in the aesthetics of real world political situations 
to like <laughs> kind of point at and say like, see, this is just like real thing. But then whenever it like brushes up against like creating interesting political situations, like that have any like verisimilitude for the story it's telling it like shuts itself down and like doesn't address that stuff. Right. Um, which is, which is very weird and, 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 and it's too bad. Right. Cause like, I'm not demanding, I'm not sitting here demanding like Harry Potter should be a very serious examination of labor in the wizarding world. Right. Like, but like if it's willfully like bringing it up, then I would like it to be addressed somehow or like factor into the story in any way. Right. Like, mm-hmm. It should be something. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of just like little stuff like peppered throughout this chapter like that that just made me go, huh, okay then. Yeah, I think there's one more thing that we didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the taboo. Oh, yes, yes. This is, this is a good one to end on too because this is one that carries throughout the rest of the story. Um, convenient that Ron thinks it's like a jinx or something. This drives me crazy. I I guess I can't really comment on it until I actually see how this plays out because I have no memory of how they realize or figure out um, that saying Voldemort's name is a tracking spell, mm-hmm. I guess. But it is, like you said, very convenient that Ron just knows that now and says it he just based on nothing. Yeah. This is this is like one of those like you know like the, the the ten rules for writing detective novels thing and like one of them is always you can't just have the characters have a hunch that's correct like it needs to be something there. Um, I I think that it could be cool, but it needs to be presented completely differently. Yeah, and that like I think that he could have a hunch. It's magic, right? He could feel something. It mm-hmm. could feel weird. Mm-hmm. I I think, but the way that you make that characterful is that you have him attribute that to being his like cultural context of being yes. scared to hear Voldemort's name. Yes, because Hermione and Harry explicitly do not have that specific cultural context. Yeah, they don't care. It's just, uh, it's nothing to them. It's a nonsense word. They didn't live through, like, the Wizarding War, right? And, like, mm-hmm. Ron would have been a kid. His parents lived through it, right? So it, it would, like, mean more to him for characters to, to like, disrespect, like, like that that taboo in front of him, right? Right. Um, it also just makes me wonder, like, what the, um, what, what is the allegory supposed to be Mm. with this because the only thing i can think of is that like jk rowling is drawing from like growing up in england in like you know in the 60s through the 80s or whatever like and just hearing like you know don't mention the blitz don't mention the war don't mention the germans around like old people right Mm -hmm. and like that's a that you know that's a that's a real like cultural thing that hung over a lot of people's heads but like i don't quite get where the Voldemort thing fits into that. And I think that the the part that makes it double weird is something that uh, we were discussing yesterday is that this is leaving one of the coolest long-term twists on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, God, I wish that every time they said Voldemort, it actually did something in the story. Yeah. And you could trace it back all the way to like book one. Um, uh, and, and like piece it together. And that would make Ron's hunch insanely cool. If he was drawing from more than just like the last 
two chapters, right? Yeah. I, I, I think that he needs to be less right about it, too. <laughs> or more, right? Like, yeah, he needs to figure it out here. Or he needs to feel it and think that it's something else. <laughs> um, I think even, like, obviously, like, she could get to this point, have this cool idea, and can't go back in time to make it true otherwise. <laughs> I, I think you could make it a thing in this book, right? Like, I yeah. think that... My my very first idea was doing like a sixth sense sort of thing with it, right? Like, um, like Bruce Willis doesn't talk to any character other than the little boy for the whole movie, but you don't notice until you get to mm-hmm. the reveal, and then when exactly. you re- and then you can rewatch the movie and be like, wow, it went out of its way to make it seem like like not feel like anything is up, but when you're watching it in that context, you notice that he never talks to another character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be like that, right? It's like, oh, the Snatchers always find them when they After do that. After one of but them like, said Voldemort, yeah. Right, but like every time they get cut off, like they could get comically cut off from saying it every time and have nothing bad happen mm-hmm. uh, and it just being coincidence. So it's weird to call it out here. Um, yeah. It's calling it out a little early, I think, maybe. If it is, if, you know, if, if, if it has to call it out explicitly, I think here is maybe jumping the gun just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he does comically cut them off here. Yeah. Like, Har- Harry only says vol or something in this part. Right. Uh, and I, li- um, I love, I like that idea. Like, I think that's, yeah. that's a fun, a fun story thing. Um, I, I guess my, my biggest, like, wish for this scene was to have Ron make it about him and be like, you know, hey, shut up. I'm sick of hearing it. Like, we're out yeah. in the woods. I'm cut up. I feel like shit. I'm terrified. They're following us everywhere. I don't want to hear the name. Like, I <laughs> grew up thinking it's a cuss word, and I'm, like, so sick of you guys, like, talking about it casually. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it's, like, a character thing, right? Yeah. And understandable for him, I think. Yeah. Too. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be unreasonable uh, in this scene. No, but also the story wants it to be unreasonable because Harry's, like, stupid line about, like, Say, give it not saying the name gives it power like the that whole thing which i which again like going back to what i was saying about like like what the hell is the allegory trying to be i don't i truly don't know what what the like what is he talking about like, <laughs> like, like or like what you know what when dumbledore when people post like you know top 10 dumbledore quotes and they see that what do they mean what words are they talking about mm-hmm. like because I, I, and I'm not like this isn't me trying to dunk. This is just me being genuinely confused. Like I don't know, other other than like the World War II allegory. Like what you know, you know what 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 could that possibly be referring to? And and like in that case, you know that is in in many cases, for many people, that would be like a legit like psychological trigger is to like mention. You know, the Blitz, that was very traumatic for people. Yeah, I don't think, like, not bringing it up to someone traumatized by it, like, gives it more power, right? And that's not really your place anyway to, like, make them not be traumatized anymore. Exactly, yeah. Um, It's it's an odd, it's a really, again, like I said, like this isn't me trying to do a gotcha. This is me just being, like, genuinely, like, I don't understand what this particular, like, uh, uh, thing is supposed to be you know, a story like a, about 
there's a kid's book sensibility to it that makes sense to me. And it works probably in the context where Dumbledore says that. And it's not in the political allegory. It's like literally talking to kids and being like, you had a bad dream, but not telling someone about it, not telling someone right. your fears or the things like, you, you know, like yeah. kids get scared all, all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm scared of a burglar breaking in my window and kidnapping me or whatever. I'm scared of my house catching fire. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you should tell your parent, like you should tell someone because that it's like, it's powerful when you keep it inside mm-hmm. and you escalate it in your head. And as soon as you like tell your mom or dad, it like, you know, it, it takes away that pressure. Um but that doesn't really work here, I don't think. Yeah, once it becomes a political like allegory, I'm like, wait, what what word are you talking about? I genuinely don't know what this is supposed to be a metaphor for. Uh, because it 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 has it has like transitioned from being, like you say, like a fairy tale thing to a to a real world thing. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because then it's because all of a sudden it's among adults, right? And it's like I get it from like a kid's perspective, a kid's book thing. I'm like working through this right now, which is like, there is a kind of conservative sensibility, like adult conservative sensibility, where it's like a kid says something in the context of this story, be Voldemort or whatever. And then having Mm -hmm. like the stuffy adults be like, don't say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't talk about that. And that's fighting against that. But again, like, like a lot of things in this series, when we take it out of the kid's book, like world, and we're yeah. starting to talk about real things like fascism. You can't yeah. apply like kids lessons yeah. to that, you know? Oh, you're tired of hearing about the guy who nearly cured your family? Huh? <laughs> you big pussy? Huh? Baby, right. baby? Oh, did someone did someone nearly lose their whole family? <laughs> did somebody get addicted to living? <laughs> it's uh it's it's really weird. I I I don't I don't quite understand that. But like like you say, like the jinx thing. Oh, actually, sorry. This is a total tangent. Mm. But but will you indulge me here? Yeah. Ron says, but it feels like a jinx or something. Mm. Referring to jinx as in the classically understood jinx, like you've you you've said something that causes something, not jinx in harry potter oh, which is a kind i didn't of even spell. pick up on that i just look honestly now that you say that i'm like oh my god because i just read it as a harry potter word right yeah like jinx no. they do it i'm like oh ron knows what a jinx feels like because he's been jinxed before so he's referring <laughs> it to it that way but you're totally right yeah he's referring to it in like the jinx you owe me a coke sense yeah like really confusing it now like <laughs> It'd be like saying like, oh, you've, it'd be like someone saying like, oh, like this feels like a magic spell or something. (laughs) Hang on a second. Wait a minute. (laughs) I feel like that's the kind of thing that these characters shouldn't say just to avoid the confusion for the reader, probably. Yeah. I wish that we knew what a jinx was. (laughs) Yeah. Like in Harry Potter. Yeah. Knowing what the kinds of spells are would go a long way, probably by book seven. Hmm. Um, but alas, alas, we are never afforded that. Even if they're wrong. Like, I I think that that's Mm -hmm. something that, um, when I say, like, I wish I knew what they did, I think that that can easily be interpreted as me saying, like, oh, I wish there was more lore. And that's not really even what I mean. I mean, like, I wish that I knew what the people in the world thought that they were because they're using different words. And then also that opens up the opportunity for the characters to challenge what the word world thinks about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Totally. I'm not, I, I don't care about like the glossary part. Like I don't need <laughs> to read like a, you know, here are the facts right. here, but it's like, um, like, is it not real? Is all magic the same, but the character, right. like, but, but people have constructed this idea of the different kinds, but we have no, we have no clue. Do people argue about it? Right. Like, like, Mm -hmm. are there different factions in like the like magic scholarly community about like what constitutes different kinds of spells? Is it like when the dictionary releases a new word? Is it like that? Is it like, (laughs) actually, this has been a curse for the last 20 years, but we've decided it's actually a jinx. It's getting down. It's, you know, God, I love that. Yeah, that's great. I love that kind of thing. Is there like APA versus Chicago style for for like spell categorization? Like. Do different governments have like different ideas of like, cause we know there, some of it's hinted at because obviously like, um, Durmstrang teaches, um, dark arts, dark arts, right? Yep. So what is that? What, like what's going on there? Do they not like have the unforgivable curses? Do they not mm-hmm. think curses are real? Like, I don't know. I think that stuff is really interesting. There's, I mean, there's even stuff like, I mean, like this, this is like, Unfortunately, as presented in the book, I think it's just sort of a like dumb racist joke, but it like it hints at like a wider world of like potential storytelling. But when when Arthur is talking to his like ministry buds at the World Cup and is like talking about how like in in Morocco you can fly on a carpet and like that counts as a vehicle and it doesn't count as a vehicle in the UK and they're trying to keep it that way. Right. And that's like that's a great example because that is like a is is really tasteless in the book because that's a racist joke that we are supposed to laugh at instead of the instead of it actually being like oh this character is just like being kind of racist yeah it's 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 so sad because it's like presenting it's like a glimpse into what could be really fascinating wizard world politics if it was self-aware and was like mm-hmm. telling a story about how shitty the wizarding world you like if 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 this was you know we, we've we've talked at length about like damn it would be cool if like all this stuff about how the wizarding world is just like the neoliberal muggle world reinvented but with magic mm-hmm. like even with magic we, we they arrived in the same place right? right if that was intentional that would be such a fascinating story and yeah. that and that kind of thing could be such a like good and sad piece of that right Mm -hmm. instead it's just like no it's it arrived here totally on accident and she probably told that sort of racist joke totally on accident right like it's it's uh it's too bad right huh that's yeah i i it's just like that is like a great example of what fantasy is good at where it's like if we were talking about the different like categories of magic and stuff and opening up that opportunity for characters to to comment on fictional systems mm-hmm. that are in yeah. place. Like that's, that's what fantasy is so good at. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. What is her, what does Hermione think? Does she, is she really like hardline? Like, no, that's a jinx. Like I, like I know it because I read it in a book. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, it's, but it just, is not a thing. No, no. Instead, Ron said, it sounds like a jinx. Cause that's what a muggle would say in real life. It's like, Oh, this feels jinxed. And just just throws it into total confusion for me. <laughs> Was there a uh, most highlighted in this chapter? No, nobody's doing any highlighting in this book. Unless unless Dumbledore is there to say something epic, people are not interested. <laughs> people are not highlighting. That's so sad. I know. All right. Well, I think it's probably time for us to take a quick break. What do you say? Sounds good. All right. We'll be back with more Reddit antics after this.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are continuing our Reddit adventures. Um, we have, as of me pressing the record button, 159 karma. Ooh. I need to double check, but I think that might actually allow us to apply for at least Hufflepuff, I think. Yeah, so here, I guess here's the question, right? Mm -hmm. Is do we want to apply and get into just kind of the first one we can? Or do you think we should, like, pick one, like, the one we want? Because it seems like we're raking in the karma. I feel like I've, maybe I'm just flying high right now, but I feel like we can get into whatever subreddit we want at this point. Um... Or should we do like a vote? Like, should we, should we have people vote and like tell us what which one we should get into? Ooh, I like that idea a lot. Because, because yeah, because they, the, it seems like, I think at one point we were like, oh, Slytherin sounds like it might be too hard because we got to get like at least 200 karma, right. I think. But damn. But easy. damn, we're already 159. Easy. But I think there might be some other requirements for Slytherin too. So um, we, we will, at the end, yeah, before we close out this episode, Let's look at what the, all the requirements are and, like, see if it's possible if we could, like, hit all of them for all houses. And then we can hold a vote. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Cool. Um, I have some exciting news for us. We have been given Reddit gold. What? Uh, an anonymous Redditor liked your submission so much they gave given it the Reddit Gold uh, Award. Which one? As a reward, you get some special flair on your submission. Oh, it's on the Did Harry Free Creature one. You gotta get in there and you gotta hit you gotta hit the edit button. Edit. Thanks for the gold. Edit post. Here we go. We're <laughs> doing it live. Edit. Thank. Wow. Thanks for the gold okay please oh i was gonna say hit it with the carrot smiley face but I think, oh hang on I, I, yep. I think that's good i can edit it again okay smiley face smiley <laughs> face. that's too. very important <laughs> edit two post successfully edited wow we are real redditors now here we go thank you to this anonymous source mm. um is there did we get like a message that's like here's what you get now that you have Reddit gold. Like, can we go check out the special, special secret board? Yes, we can. So we experience Reddit ad free, um, <laughs> which I spoiler alert was already doing. Cause I, um, I have an ad blocker. I'm not an idiot. Um, and then, uh, we can access the members only r slash lounge. Here we go. Let's take a peek. Time into to what's... take Jack Slipper into the lounge. Jack Sloper banging open the door, arms <laughs> wide. Here I am. If any of you sneeze today, bless you is the top post. Just got a raise. My truck broke, but not my spirit. <laughs> Went to Applebee's with a friend, uh, and their their truck broke down. What Sorry are they? To hear why that. Are, are they getting takeout at Applebee's? Or are we the just going to going to dine in at Applebee's, socially distanced? Yeah. Oh man, some of these are depressing. Were they going for the three dollar vodka shots? <laughs> Maybe. I'm pretty sure you can get three dollar vodka shots at Applebee's, but I also think you can buy like a jug of vodka for twenty dollars. Is it so. Applebee's that's doing those insane like one dollar margaritas it and might, stuff? Yeah, probably. It might even just be one dollar vodka shots. I might be confused yeah, and like I, three dollar margaritas or something. Yeah, I know one of those places is doing like those special like one. It's like I know that there was like a controversy that was like because they did like one dollar hurricanes. 
and people were like people are people are gonna get fucking sloshed on this because like even if they're not very strong individually like if you if you buy like five dollars worth of bad hurricanes you're gonna be done i mean if i've got Uh, if i've got to eat out the beast then you you can you can bet that i'm eating drinking five hurricanes (laughs) (laughs) uh one of these posts is just lmao imagine not having reddit premium that's right. I'm bored. Tell me something about your week. My dog. Di- what? So many of these are depressing. Why are people getting Reddit gold to like? Ah, oh, this is so sad. Posting in the, <laughs> the premium yeah, Reddit sad, lounge. Sad posting in the Reddit lounge. This is grim. I think I finally found a girl I like. She is cute and smart, and every time I chat with her, my heart seat starts beating faster. But there's only one small problem. She lives five hours away from me. Well. Five hours is not that far, really. No, there's a lot of, of a lot more further places than there are closer yeah. places. <laughs> Damn, you're right. <laughs> That's a I, good way to think about it. <laughs> Maybe Jack Silver should tell that person that. I like this one. Rich people, IRL. I have a mansion and a Lamborghini. I'm a mention of upper class society. Me, I have Reddit Premium and an R slash lounge member. I'm going to comment <laughs> on this one. I'll say the lounge is better. <laughs> <laughs> Happy cake day to me. QAnon, Jim Halpert prank. This is a. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's, che- let's <laughs> cheese it. One, there's, okay, there's, sorry. Yes, we should get out of here but on the way out. I'm reading this one, which is just, are you guys okay? Many people are asking this. More and more people are asking. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to the anonymous user who gave us Reddit gold. If you are listening, we appreciate it very, very much. Okay. Let's head on over to Harry Potter uh, and check out what's in what's going on in the Harry Potter community right I, now. I don't think we should do this right now, but um, do you think that we should like... Uh, make our cover a little stronger by giving Jack Sloper another interest on Reddit. Ooh, like, I like that. <laughs> like picking another random thing that he would go comment on. Yeah, that's a great idea. What kind of thing? No, I, I like this. What what other stuff do you think Jack Sloper would be into? Like, I mean, getting, I guess... I'm getting into his mind. Um, I think that there's a good chance that a Jack Sloper would maybe just post on like the big subreddits. Like he might just answer questions from like Ask Reddit. Mm, we go to ask reddit we can go to like, wh- like one of the relationship boards maybe mm-hmm. um what are like the big subreddits these days top today's top growing communities are r slash music Ooh, what's going on in r slash music maybe we can comment on something in there someone's posting a pantera music video a nightcore gummy bear i'm a gummy bear music video i don't think jack slipper is into nightcore no i don't think so uh, I think Jack Sloper is into like Eminem. He likes rap, but nothing, <laughs> uh, you know, nothing, nothing too, too graphic. Um, he doesn't like it when they cuss or talk about drugs too much. Isn't that just what Eminem does? I think he definitely likes the yeah, Venom, the Venom Eminem song. <laughs> Me too, though. <laughs> um, he, I bet he likes whatever's on the radio. Yeah. I bet, he, I bet really he likes into... that new um, Harry Styles song, Watermelon Sugar, but he's like, oh. he's like embarrassed about it. So he like doesn't. Yeah, he wouldn't post about that. No. Um, 
bad religion. This is r slash music appears to just be people posting links to music videos huh. and no one commenting on them. Interesting. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's depressing. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, do you think he's into Apple products? Because r slash Apple is a growing community. What is there even to talk about? Well, they're in that stupid slap fight with Epic right now. Oh, sure. Does Jack Slover has an opinion Jack on Slover that? Jack Slover does not care about that at all. Okay, Jack Slover doesn't give a shit about that. Me either. I'm with him on that one. <laughs> um, I might be using uh, Jack Slover as a little bit of a conduit for me. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What's going on in there? So, Okay, so a lot of the posts in here are talking about that. Uh, doesn't look like there's any new products being announced. Okay, so I guess there's no real opportunity for him to be like, oh, I'm really looking forward to the new AirPods or whatever. R slash insane parents is uh is a growing community. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jack Slipper's probably happy that he's at boarding school. Yeah, R slash the crown Netflix. Uh, R slash it runs Doom. Yeah, I don't know. These aren't these aren't jumping out at me as things that he's he's into. No, we'll have to give it some thought. Yeah, we'll we'll think about this. I'm I'm, I'm concerned. We we should definitely like like plan out some hobbies for this account. Yeah, like to, we like, know he's like a sports about. guy, right? Because he play mm-hmm. he plays beater. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So. So he could be into sports. Maybe he's into gaming. Uh, that that makes sense. Okay, so we'll put a pin in that. But I I think that's a good thing to nail down. On the Harry Potter subreddit, um, let's see what is what's on the top. Just to, maybe not to comment on, but just to see what's going on on the top. Sure, we've got a meme of Dudley, uh, and it has a badly cropped in screen cap of a. Well, it says up arrow 25 upvotes, but it's definitely not the Reddit up arrow. So they've transplanted that in from somewhere. And then it says 25, but a minute ago I had 37. Hmm. So that's that's Dudley getting downvoted on on Reddit. That's so too that's, bad. Man, the, <laughs> the Harry Potter community is really good at memes. And it's starting to scare the left. Um <laughs> Maybe we should make a meme. I know that's not on the Ooh. I know that's not on the docket for um today, but um mm. I was thinking maybe we could make like a um Voldemort hoodie meme and be like, can't believe this isn't a meme yet. Oh, I no, I love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. Okay, that's 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 gotta be what we do next week is make a meme. Yeah. Uh we have an idea for this week. Um, uh, inspired by our episode today. Yeah. When we write our thread today, we are going to be uh, asking the subreddit what the difference between, and we got to get this right. So what are the different kinds of spells? We got spells, curses, jinxes. Charms. Charms. Counter curses. I don't think counter curses. Well, maybe it is. Well, no, the, we'll have to be, cons- to- we'll consult we the wiki. To, yeah, we will consult the wiki before. And maybe we can even do that as part of the post. Just right. Be like, we checked out the wiki and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, so that's going to be our activity. But first, why don't we, or should we do that first? I think we should do that first and then. Oh, we can in- see the 
answers and then maybe reply uh, while to we're some posting stuff. around in new, right? Okay, yeah, do it that way. Yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me pull up the wiki. I'm sorry for my very loud keyboard. I know it's no extremely problem. Loud. No worries. Uh, the Harry Potter wiki. The Harry Potter wiki still has the Fantastic Beasts two background. Oh. Surprised they haven't moved on from that. Up to, it's like up to date. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's Jude Law and like Eddie Redmayne, like from their cast photos from Fantastic Beast Two. I guess I mean that's the most recent thing, so I guess that makes sense. But hmm. I wonder if J.K. Rowling has written anything about it too, because she maybe that's on Pottermore. Maybe there's like a. So there's charms, transfiguration, curses, hexes, jinxes, healing spells, magic, healing magic. Wait, and a, oh. char- a charm, also known as an enchantment. Okay. Wait, th- this has like really um, specific like, stuff. Yeah, are you looking at the one that has like the spreadsheet? No. It's like defining feature notes and examples. On the Harry Potter wiki? I'm just reading, like, I'm on charm. A charm, known as an enchantment, is a spell that adds certain properties to an object or individual. Charms are distinguished from transfigurations, and the charm adds or changes properties of an object. It focuses on altering what the object does as opposed to what the object is. That's from the J.K. Rowling official site, extra stuff, link broken, because the site doesn't exist. Oh, I wonder... Okay, so I wonder if she wrote some of that stuff on, like... Her website and on Pottermore and whatnot. That's interesting. Wait, spells such as curses, jinxes, and hexes are referred to, quote, as dark charms. Are you kidding me? Mm, No, okay. No, no, what? No, (laughs) that's in the standard book of spells grade one on Pottermore. Oh my god. This is a rabbit hole I feel like I can't handle right now. This is good. I like this. This is going to cause Jack Sloper to lash out, I think. <laughs> I'm ju- Yeah, because I'm going to lash out. So w- this is good to know, though, because this means that there's so much bullshit information out there that people are going to, like, start arguments about it. For sure. Um, should we? So let's hold on. Let's. Um, uh, let's. Let's see. Wait, holy crap. This whole thing about dark charms behind the scenes in the video game adaptation of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Storm, S- Stone, this knockback jinx is learned from this book, which is the standard book of spells grade one. However, the book's description in Pottermore states dark charms are known as jinxes, hexes, and curses. This book does not deal with such spells. Interesting. Okay, so there's, there's just a lot of info out here about these that's not necessarily in the book. So I Jack Sloper would not know those those exactly. things. Exactly. I posit that the the best way to make this thread is to pretend to ignore all of this stuff. Mm. We will draw examples only from the books. Okay. And maybe we even zoom in on like a specific one. Like so we say like what counts as a counter curse or what counts as a uh, well, no, the counter curse is one, I guess that, that one's actually easier to answer because it's stuff like that, like when Dumbledore points his legs at Neville to make his, him not not uh, petrified or whatever. Right. Like, I guess that that's what that would be. But 
maybe we do like what's the difference between like a jinx and a charm or something like that let's and and i think we should find an example from or jinx and a hex maybe because even this chart that i'm looking at is like affects the object in a negative manner but um more so than a jinx which is really vague i i I think we go for charm jinx hex and curse and we can even (laughs) draw on transfiguration as saying like oh it is very obvious what transfiguration does right like yes yeah because transfiguration you are turning something into something else that makes sense but what is the difference between these other spells yeah okay so how do we how do we title this what is the difference between spells what's what's the difference between do we do the full thing like what's the difference between a jinx a hex and a curse Okay, what's the difference between a jinx, a hex, and a curse? Question mark. Seems simple enough. Um, okay, so just for like an opening paragraph. Uh, hey all! Exclamation point. <laughs> um, I was wondering if... No. I'm not going to say wondering if, because if I say if, if there is a, de- a description, they're just going to link it to me. So I'll say, I was wondering what the difference between these different spell types are. They are obviously mentioned many times throughout all the books but aside from transfiguration, which transfigures things. <laughs> That's right. Duh. <laughs> brackets. Uh, oh, duh, smiley face brackets. Okay, there we go. That looks good. Uh, aside from transfiguration, which transfigures things, duh. Um, I don't understand exactly what these different spells do all right so there's a there's our opening where do we go next um i would say not what the different spells do but like um what what makes these spell types different okay i don't exactly what makes these spell types different okay I don't understand what makes these spell types different. Okay, so the closest, the ones that are closest in what the, like, actual wiki, in quote-unquote actual, I guess, here, but like mm. what the wiki explanation here says, jinxes and hexes are the closest. Um, Because it, it it even says in this description, like, uh, like you know, has a connotation dark magic, but more so than a jinx. Um, And so I'm... Thinking that's where we start is like, what's the difference between a jinx and a hex, for example? Both yeah. of them seem to be. I would probably group like curse, jinx, and hex and say I I, I can see that um, curses, jinx, and hexes all seem like they do bad things. Yeah. Um, but then also, I think we should bring up the idea that like, but you could charm someone to levitate and that would be bad too. Or like you could charm someone Ooh, to like be- that to be blue and that could be negative right yeah or like you could 
uh, give someone a jelly legs jinx for fun as a prank. I'm also looking. So there's there's the we know that there's the bat bogey hex. Mm hmm. And there's also the uh, the curse of the bogeys, according to this right. page. And I'm like, so what's the difference between that? Because the bat oh, that's bogey such a good example. Yeah, because the bat bogey hex says that it turns your boogers into bats. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really unpleasant. But also the curse of the bogeys and a curse is supposed to be worse. Says that a curse that gives the recipient a strong cold that makes him or her collapse if not treated as well as our extremely runny nose so i think here's how we structure it we start getting like it seems like all of these things are negative um but but here's our example i feel like a curse should be worse but this other thing sounds worse yes yeah yeah I think I think yeah, approaching it from like a like a like a moralism standpoint mm-hmm. is gonna cause some some, <laughs> some good good fights. Okay, so should we start with the so so let's say um uh probably like it I, seems like yeah it a seems jinx, curse and hex are all doing something bad to someone. Yes, yeah, I like that. It seems like jinxes, curses, and hexes are all. I'm going to put this in quotes, negative spells Mm -hmm. that do something unpleasant to the victim. I first assumed that the difference was the severity of the spell. But, oh, should we bring the wiki into it? Cause that, cause, cause then we're gonna get people saying like, "Don't look at the wiki; it's terrible," or like, like oh, "You're yeah. reading the wiki wrong." Yeah, we um, should block quote the um the description of the spells. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I was looking at some spells on the wiki, and that doesn't quite seem to match up. For example. I remembered, I remembered the many mentions of the bat bogey hex, which is as follows. <laughs> okay, so now we go to bat bogey hex, and uh, we block quote, let's see. Yeah, okay, the bat bookie hex is a hex that... Okay, so where's the block quote button? Quote block. There we go. The bat bookie hex is a hex that transforms the target's bogeys into large bats that fly out of the victim's nose. The spell was invented by Miranda Goshawk. The use of the bat bookie hex on... Okay, I'm just going to trim all that. Uh, oh, wait, no, actually, it's it's worth keeping that. The use of the bat bookie hex on a non-human target such as a chicken can be fatal and may result in punishment by the, the, the Wazengamon. Is that from the Wombat? Yes. God damn it. We we will never escape the wombat test. (laughs) Uh, Yep, that is from the wombat test. I just checked the source on that. Um, (laughs) You should have Jack Slipper say, like, that sounds pretty bad. Ginny, Ginny's crazy or something. Like, Ginny rules. (laughs) Ginny is not to be messed with. Ha ha. Tense. Okay, how about, that sounds pretty intense. I wouldn't want to mess with Ginny. There you go. That sounds pretty intense. I wouldn't want to mess with, mess with Ginny. There is also this 
booger-related curse called the Curse of the Boogies. Block quote. Curse of the Boogies was a curse that gave the recipient a nasty cold, extremely runny nose that could cause the victim to collapse if it were not treated. The cold was accompanied with constant sneezing. Uh, no further cast of this curse of any additional... Okay, I'm, I'll cut that part out. Um, okay. That... Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> that still sounds bad, but bats flying out <laughs> of your nose sounds way more like a curse to me. I will not explain that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, what's our next example, do you think? Let me try to think of a bad charm. Yeah, let's look at charms. Arresto momentum, banishing charm. I love that there's just a general counter spell. I guess I knew this, because it's, um, stop incantation. Apparently that's a charm. <laughs> Wait, there's one that's just called Jinx Against Marriage. Jinx against marriage makes an individual refuse marriage. Wait, that <laughs> what? What is that from? Uh. Oh, we should use that one. Is that if it's from somewhere good? We should say that that takes away someone's free will, like the um, uh, imperious curse does. Yeah, that's way more. Oh, that's perfect. Cause yeah, that's that. Okay. Um. There were rumors that Lucius Malfoy I placed this jinx on Queen Elizabeth in the 16th century. Excuse me? Well, Queen Elizabeth uh, never married. Right, but what is that from? <laughs> and why would he do that? Uh, Pottermore is where this came from. What? <laughs> I always think that I have seen it all this, oh, in this fandom. Just, Mm, this is from this is even better. This is from directly from J.K. Rowling. This is from oh, like what if oh this is from the Malfoy family by J.K. Rowling. We've got to use this. We one. have to. It's we have to. It's use this so one. on the edge. Like it's so weird, but we got it. Yeah. Okay. Similarly, with jinxes versus curses. The Imperial, we all, we all know. The we Imperius all know. Curse. We all know the Imperious Curse and how scary the idea of being controlled is. Exclamation mark. <laughs> but there are some jinxes that seem just as bad, if not potentially worse for example jk rowling wrote about something called the jinx against marriage <laughs> it's, apparently wow. it sounds so stupid <laughs> from apparently on potter on pottermore Block quote, Jinx Against Marriage. Uh, this is uh, Jinx that made a person refuse to marry. This is a Jinx made, uh, made a person 
refused to marry. I suppose it's not as uh, all is all encompassing too big for our character here. Yeah, just say not as scary or something. Not as scary as the imperious curse, since that can make you do anything. But it still takes away someone's free will. Equally as unforgivable as the unforgivable curse, IMO. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to do the backwards D face. Yeah. That's a powerful one. All right. Do we do another example or do we do we like write a, a thesis here? No, let's write a thesis and also offer some like potential answers. Like say like who decides or, or I guess no. like questions that are also answering it. Like who decides yes. what's a curse? Yeah. Okay. So Is it all just see. made up? <laughs> Is there actually any difference? Is it just decided by the ministry what the different spells are? Who is it who is deciding whether a spell is a curse or a jinx? Oh, uh, actually, I think we should look for real quick for one more example of just like, what's a, a bad charm? Mm. Uh, I'm not, I mean, there's the, uh, bewitched snowballs. Um, oh, Bombarda is a charm and that just blows shit up. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that from? Uh, Hermione and Umbridge both use that. Um, Bombarda was first mentioned Wait, there's an explode. Uh, it's exploding charm. Oh, it's in, yeah, it's in. Yeah, the exploding charm. I guess it's used explicitly in Cursed Child. Oh, I don't uh, know if Jack Silver would know that Cursed Child exists, to be honest. Hmm. But I guess he is reading the wiki. Yeah. Cheering charm. That's obviously good. Oh, Confundus is a charm. A severing charm. <laughs> The severing charm was a charm used precisely to accurately cut something. It was taught in second year charms, and if used inappropriately, can cause death or injury. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And that's a good one. Hold on. Let me find that. Severing charm. Uh, severing charm. Severing charm. Oh, we can also Defender. just put a line at the end that's like, is, is what a spell is just how you use it? <laughs> oh, this is going to be infuriating. Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm getting mad at our own post. Okay, let's uh, put a quote in there. Um, I'm having I, a big inventing a guy to get mad at uh, <laughs> energy right that's now. That's a whole job right, right now. <laughs> I also figured that charms were mostly positive. But check this out. <laughs> then block quote. <laughs> And then after the block quote, I'm going to put, yikes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
So, is there any difference? Is it just decided by the ministry what the different spells are? Who is it who is deciding whether a spell is a curse or a jinx? What was the last thing you suggested? Does it matter? or um, How do we phrase what you were talking about? Like, is it... Um, is it not the is it not the spell? Um, but the in- oh the spell, but the the use that yeah, but what you use it for spell, but determines what it or something. You use it for that determines its value. <laughs> <laughs> something to think philosophical. Of, something to think about. Smiley face. <laughs> so mad at this pose okay i'm just gonna read through it minus no the block i'm gonna quotes. get i'm gonna get too angry here hey all i was wondering what the difference between the different <laughs> spell types are they are obviously uh they're they are obviously mentioned many times throughout all the books but aside from transfiguration which transfigures things duh i don't exactly uh understand what makes these spell types different it seems like jinx curses and hexes are all negative spells that do something unpleasant to the victim I first assumed that the difference was the severity of the spell, but I was looking at some spells on the wiki that don't seem to quite match up. For example, I remembered the many mentions of the bat bogey hex, which is as follows. Blah, blah, blah. That sounds pretty intense. I wouldn't want to mess with Ginny. There is also this (laughs) booger-related curse called the Curse of the Bogeys. Now, don't get me wrong, that still sounds bad, but bats flying out of your nose sounds way more like a curse to me. (laughs) <laughs> similarly with jinxes versus curses we all know the imperious curse now scared the idea of being controlled is but there are some jinxes that seem just as bad if not potentially worse for example jk rowling wrote about something called the jinx against marriage apparently <laughs> on pottermore i suppose it's not as scary as the imperious curse since that can make you do anything but it still takes away someone's free will equally as unforgivable as the unforgivable curse imo i also figured that charms were mostly positive but check this out severing charm yikes so is there any actual difference is it just decided by the ministry what the different spells are who is it who is deciding whether a spell is a curse or a jinx is it not the spell but what you use it for that determines its value something to think about smiley face oh oh put in a question in the end like does the person who invented the spell get to decide what it's called oh does yes does the person who invented the spell get to decide what it's called or does someone else do that <laughs> actually oh wait no i'm gonna okay i'm gonna have i'm gonna end on the something to think about but then i'm going to put also does the person who invented just this completely different question <laughs> at the end <laughs> okay all right so we are flaring this as a question this is truly dreadful our worst our, this i think this might be our worst work so far <laughs> all right we are posting it jack sloper has posted all right I feel, now, I feel like we missed out on an opportunity to be like sorry if this has been asked before because it most certainly has been hundreds and hundreds of times oh you're right but it's all good we can edit we have, no. we have time no we have wind- okay all right all right all right, we're going to go, we're going to let that simmer while we check on what's going on in our slash new or Harry Potter slash new. Uh, okay, so there's our beautiful post right at the top. Can you How upvote you... your own post on Reddit? It automatically uh, oh, okay. upvotes, I believe. Yeah, it's orange. Okay. Guys, how do you think no. Hogwarts I'm, I'm on COVID-19? new. <laughs> Who doesn't want a godfather like Sirius? 
God, I just, I, sometimes I just want a sincere post because I'm like, did you, have you read it in, since you, like, turned 18? <laughs> what if we just commented, it would be so cool if my godfather could turn into a dog? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it would be so cool if <laughs> your godfather. Say, like, I'd have him teach me how. Into a dog. I'd have him teach me how. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why didn't the Death Eaters use the flu network to get into Hogwarts? I'm rereading Goblet, and I'm at the part where Sirius meets Harry in the common room by using flu powder and putting his head in the fireplace. If he can do that, why can't the Death Eaters? This feels like like one we could genuinely answer. Uh, I don't remember Goblet anymore. Using flu powder and putting his head in the fireplace. If you can do that, why can't the Death Eaters? Uh, hmm. Maybe the Death Eaters don't have any fireplaces. (laughs) (laughs) What else have we got? Um, An accurate house sorting quiz. We could just say, you should use the app because it's real. That's right. I trust the app because it's official. (laughs) Personally. (laughs) Just kind of like a cold offhand comment from Jack Sloper here. Mm. He respects the canon. The fandom needs to stop loving Draco Malfoy. No heart emoji. I feel like we can get upvotes on that one. Like, somebody out there is going to be like, oh, wait, people will also get mad at us, though. That's a, that cuts both ways. Well, we we have so much karma now that I feel like we can afford to, like, (laughs) you know, kind of let, kind of let it swing a little bit here. Sure. Uh, Remove the link. No, period. Heart emoji. (laughs) I feel like that's kind of sassy. It's kind of fun. It's like playful, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. Although it's not very Jack Sloper. That's I a... mean, the ja- the Jack Sloper. I I'm envisioning Jack Sloper, the uh, character I have created on Twitter, um, and this Jack Sloper are maybe different. They're definitely different because this is a real person who made a Jack Sloper account, right? Yes. Yeah. This is a normal redditor. Uh. Ooh, we've got a comment. What do we have? I get nervous. Uh, okay, so Kylo Ren, nineteen twenty-three. Oh hell yeah! Uh, linked us to another thread where someone was asking. Oh to, boo! But but it's an archive thread. We can we can argue with that this because this is just linking to the wiki that we linked to. We have another comment from uh, Secra fourteen who says intensity. I think Jinx then Hex, then Curse. Jinxes cause minor harm. Hexes cause more severe harm. Curses can cause the worst harm and can be lethal. I feel like that person didn't read our post. Yeah. Uh, Let me take a look at the old curse list here, because I think there are some curses that, uh, uh, you know, don't quite... uh, This person just read the subject line and didn't read our post. Uh, wait, that spell that we were, that we were delighted by last week, mm. the, the, uh, the Gemini one. Yeah. That's a curse. Hmm. 
So I'm going to say, oh, there's also the hair loss curse. So I'm just going to say, see, that's what I thought at first. But looking at the spells in the story and on the wiki seems to suggest that isn't entirely accurate. For example, uh, Hermione's Geminio spell is apparently a curse. And that doesn't really cause any harm. It would it would just be minorly annoying to <laughs> discover that an item you owned was a duplicate. Also, uh, there is a hair re removal curse, which I don't know about you, but depending on who you are, that could be useful rather than <laughs> harmful XD. Great. All right. Checking back in on new. Actually, what, what are some other hobbies Jack Sloper could have? Where else could we go? What's going on on Reddit? Jack Sloper. Oh, I forgot that I looked at the really dark Criterion Collection subreddit while logged in. Mm. And I, I keep on getting recommended all these posts for people going like, check out my Criterion Collection. Mm. I could make it. We could do some like double trolling and just be like, they should put Harry Potter in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> no, <board. laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm still so mad at us for the post we made that I like can't take anymore. I'm at, I'm at capacity. <laughs> no, no, no more. No more trolling today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? We So we replied to that Godfather post. Oh, no. With. <laughs> It would be so cool to have a grandfather or a godfather who could turn into a dog. <laughs> and they replied, a woo, and then put a cute little smiley face That's on. That's just good. Stop <laughs> vote that, please. I love voting it. That's I right. love it. Oh yep. my God. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Sincerely, yes. Thank you. A woo. A woo to you too. A woo. A woo. <laughs> oh my God. We're just posting. We're just we're posting. posting. We're just. We're just posting. We're just posting. Oh man. Oh geez, Reddit is such a such a potential ground. I'm, mm, I'm looking at all these Criterion posts, going, we could, we could do it. We could tell them that the Harry Potter movies belong in the Criterion collection. I'm not strong enough. Oh, I guess... Wait. It's also... Oh, this is just the general recommendations. New Halsey track. New Selena Gomez. Trending topics. R slash... Well, that sucks is trending. Mm. So that's the kind of normie Reddit I could see Jack Sloper getting into. Or... or oh, maybe... Maybe Jack Sloper should weigh in on some Am I the Asshole posts. Oh, there's a, like a whole like code of ethics replying to those posts, oh, though. Damn. Okay. We don't. I mean, have it's time. not that hard, but 
It sounds exhausting. Wait, does, does the code of ethics include uh, never pointing out that they're all obviously fake? Or mm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um. Uh, this r slash steam is recommended to me. Mm. Uh, that sounds boring. Um. God, Reddit, Reddit, and this is the problem. Is I guess I can't get snooty about this because if we're if we're doing the character, Reddit is boring. Cringetopia. Yeah. No. What the fuck is that? No. Jesus. It's R all it's all bad. It's a wasteland. R slash Rick and Morty. R slash life hacks. R slash Kiss Anime. Well there <laughs> I wonder why that's trending. Mm. It's all gone. Yeah. R slash old school cool. Oh wait, what is this? Oh, this is just pictures of people looking cool in old photos yeah here we go yeah just pictures of oh it's not okay i was i was hoping for more like chap hop type stuff no but these are these are more just like actually cool photos damn it that i was i i was i was under i was going under and this is actually cooler than i thought it was going to be uh rare insults data is beautiful oh. get data. you need to get get out of there get back to harry potter all right, yeah, let's get back to Harry Potter. Have we got any more comments? Uh, okay, still no other comments. I'm going to downvote Kylo Ren for not reading, just linking us to another thread. Very rude. I all mean, right. here's the thing about that, too, is that yeah. the Harry Potter subreddit is all the same threads being posted every day over and over again because there's not going to be more books. So right. <laughs> I think that any discussion, like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, this is not fast enough moving to be like, oh, this has already been posted. You can't, no, this series is too old. You have to have the same conversations over and over again. Yeah, that's the entire point. That's why, isn't that not why we're here? Is that not what we all gather on this subreddit to do? Is just, uh, I mean, it even says, what's the thing about like, oh, it's to, to help your post-Potter depression. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, we're all we're all posting the same things over and over again. <laughs> okay, this one's new. Okay, someone someone posted a screenshot of the um the weighing of the wands where Harry notices a large group of simpering girls, mm. and they said, reading the fourth book, I read this as large group of simping girls. Ha ha ha. Oh, that's that's pretty funny. I'm gonna. What should Jack Sloper say to that? Uh. Me too. <laughs> or. <laughs> Or oh, do we ask what's simping? No, I can't do. I'm 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 like maximum capacity right now. <laughs> for for what? For, for being a little demon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, the post we made did so much damage to me. To be honest, um, <laughs> say say like, haha, that's really funny. Haha, that's really funny. Smiley face. There you go. Okay, we have a big new comment on our oh, thread. No. Okay. It depends. Because, well, I know this is very fanfiction cliche, mm. but as said, a simple cutting charm or other sim very simple... Ma oh, this oh, this is perfect. This is okay. exactly what we want. Yes. Uh, I know this is fanfiction cliche, but as said, a simple cutting charm or other very simple magic could be used to hostile effects. Even a usually fairly harmless, harmless and pretty minor trip jinx, say, on the Grand Staircase, and you fell a few floors or a flight or two, and that's some pretty serious injuries and a nasty attack. 
very situational and contextual as to how dangerous they really are. Mm, this person is after our own heart here. Yep. You could trip someone off the astronomy tower or just cause your friend to stumble showing off to a girl they liked. Same spell, different intent. Uh, just a guess before anyone downvotes me. In general, jinx, low-level magic, more akin to practical jokes type, type stuff, easily countered, trip, jelly legs, etc. Hex, more serious, more powerful, and more advanced magic. Still non-lethal, non-permanent, i.e. bat bogey or slug spell. Curse, more intended for combative purposes, non-lethal to lethal. Can have permanent effects and scarring, etc. I.e. Sectum Sempra or that purple one uh, mm. thrown in Department of Magic or Department of Mysteries at Hermione and these potions to heal. So this I, person's on the same wavelength as us. I have a great answer for this. Um, we should yeah. be like, um, I, I like this. It was really scary when the Death Eater used the dancing. What? 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 It's like makes it was some... Jelly Legs, I think. Oh, no, or tap dancing spell, right? Yeah, let me like see that. if there's a name for it. Tap dancing spell, Harry Potter. The dancing jinx. I like this. It was really scary when the death... It was on Neville, right? I think it? so, yeah. Yep, it was it Neville. Used the dancing jinx on Neville in the Department of Mysteries... Yeah, say like um, it, it's it's a funny spell, but um, in this context, it's very sinister. In this context, it's very sinister. Uh, and then maybe like say um, I, I'm I'm trying to come up with like a way that this character we've created would say like um, would say like I wonder um, if the categories are are really just made up or, or something. <laughs> I wonder dot 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 if the ministry is categorizing these spells uh, whether they can fully be trusted and then here's here's the here's the cherry on top. Okay. I don't know if I trust what Umbridge has to say about spells thinking emoji perfect i have to google thinking emoji for this yeah i think i like that i like this another comment my guess is that there's some difference in what it takes to cast them but since the series never goes into too much detail on that sort of thing we can only speculate Mm. I wish that we got to see what it was like more to ma to, to, to cast magic spells. I wish Potter. we got to see what it takes to cast spells more in the books. Exclamation mark. <laughs> All right. Oh, the train. Oh, I love it. I love it when we make these posts and the tr and the ball gets rolling. Oh yeah. How's our karma doing? Uh, we have gained, uh, looks like two karma, uh, for posting. I, I, I think that karma is weird and that like not every comment you get gets it. I think we have to start getting, racking up some upvotes for this. They to... need to upvote it. I bet we got a downvote from Kylo Ren. I never trusted that bastard. Well, I downvoted Kylo Ren so he can suck it because <laughs> I don't trust that guy either. All right. New, uh, let's see. 
Yeah, new replies on the on the Hex and Jinx post. Someone replied to our, I wish we could see more spells. Yeah, that's one of the things that frustrates me about the series. I mean, it's not that big a deal, but I think it would have been pretty cool to see more stuff like Voldemort's Resurrection or Occlumency, where the magic is more mysterious. Mmm! There's some people with good taste here! Yeah! That's great! And then we have another one. If it's just that a jinx is something more potent than a curse, how come the... Defense Against the Dark Arts job is merely jinxed and not cursed. Surely such a spell that lasts multiple years is very powerful. Wait, yes. someone else said that? Yes. Ah, uh, we're starting like a movement on this subreddit. That's right. I'm going to say yes, double exclamation <laughs> marks to that one. That's great. And upvote them and also upvote that previous one we got because that's also a great comment. Um, okay, yes, the resurrection scene is so spooky and mm-hmm. unlike anything else in the series the magic really feels magic in quotes there mm, say like i wonder if any other any other spells have rituals like that spells have rituals like that perfect oh we're going off mhm I oh we you're right we're starting a movement we're making people realize or at least we're <laughs> finding our fellow our fellow uh, people who are like damn the spells in this series don't make any fucking sense. <laughs> okay, well, I am thrilled that once again we have a uh, a wonderful post causing some buzzing discussion here. But we have run very long here. Should we probably take it to the close here? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast. Uh, we got tons and tons of fun bonus content there for you, all for the low, low price of three bucks a month. We've got movie episodes. We've got book episodes. We're starting up Twilight soon. we got to decide when we're firing that up uh, at some point soon. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, many other just, like, fun little bonus discussions for you there. And, Liz, what are we reading next week? Are we camping? Um, I mean, there's a campfire in the picture. Fuck yes. Um, it's chapter 15. It's called The Goblin's Revenge, and the picture is a campfire with two goblins sitting at it? I have no idea what this could be. (laughs) I mean... I guess there's going to be some goblins there. Oh, oh we're already I'm like, getting into goblin lore. Oh, I'm like scrolling like through it a little mm. bit. And I think there's the fish, like they're fishing at the campsite. Mm. Oh. We're going to learn about how goblins can't be trusted. Yeah. Wait. That's oh, so wild. All right. Well. Please, for the love of God, please read another book. Please read another book. The dream, but there's a lady there. Makes ocean raw seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.